Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listen to discretion is advised. Hey! Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. I mean, a warm day, huh? Up the 50s? Uh, well, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it. All right. The uh, first uh, traffic and weather, but yeah. Well, high in the now. 50s. It's going to be above where it's supposed to be. All right. Usually they it. say low low 40s. We're talking up in the 50s. I'll take it. Uh, there's Scott. There's Moon. Hey, uh, energy up. I'll no, take it so much that I actually got a car wash yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, I was, I was pumping gas, and it, do- it does that whole, like, would you like a discount on a car wash? And, Don't mind if I do. Well, before I said yes, I, I checked my phone. I was like, oh, what the heck is the weather going to be like? And it was, you know, a few days of no mm-hmm. rain. So I said, sure. And then I, I hit the button too late, so it didn't give me the discount. Oh, well. I still got the wash, though. Discount on a car wash? Don't mind if I do. Yeah. Yeah, but a discount car wash is a discount car wash. Yeah. Half the price, half the water. And I put it in the garage, yeah. and I, I, I looked. There was mud all over certain spots. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, man. So how, dirty water. Huh? Yeah, how could you do the hood so well? Yeah. And then... All the nasty. Yeah, we recycle our water. Yeah. <laughs> so no guests today. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, professional goalie Mike McKenna in. Ah, oh, sweet. Uh, Thursday, Liv's going to come in. Yes. Liv does afternoons, and then Friday you're out. That's right. Friday you're oh, out. Guy. I'm on the west, west coast. coast. Yep, west With coast. Goldfinger. That's true. So uh, Friday we'll have uh, Donnie and uh, Jamie Rivers in studio. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Special. Don't you dare talk about hockey. Oh, we'll talk hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk hockey, I'm sure. <laughs> right. With those fellas from the Last Minute Blues podcast. Oh, they will be hockey talk. All right. 
I'm sure, amongst amongst other things. But Columbus was great yesterday. He was yeah. awesome. He's always awesome. And listen, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have people kind of coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Some uh, familiar voices, some uh, new voices. So we're going to see what happens. Kind of take it day by day. But yeah, over the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing you know, a bunch of diff- different voices coming in and out of the show. I'm looking forward to it. Me yeah. too. I yeah. really am. Me too. Quite excited. It'll be fun. We had uh, the, the big wigs here yesterday. That we did. Uh, they were here, you know, they were had a, had a visit planned, you know, to St. Louis already. But, you know, they were here yesterday and very nice people. They're great. It's fun to see the difference, too, uh, you know, because everybody in the building is kind of, you know, standing up a little bit straighter. And it's awesome to see the difference between who's, like, going to not wear a hoodie and who's going to, like, maybe even wear a collar or something. Yeah. Oh, to impress? Well, yeah. well you know, the, the GM here, you know, John says... He gives everybody a heads up, like, hey, you know, uh, the CEO of the company's coming, chairman of the board is coming, president of program is coming. Uh, put on a damn collar. Look respectable, you slobs. And, th- and the, the email goes something like that. Yeah. Love you. Yes, slobs. Get it together, <laughs> at least for a day. Make us look like a reputable organization. Yeah. So we did, right? We went all out. No, I wore a sweatshirt. <laughs> and a ball cap. Oh, our sweatshirt and a ball cap. Well, after the show, I uh, I went into the kitchen over here to grab a water, and uh, uh, the, the chairman of the board was walking out and kind of scared me. Went, Whoa! No. Hey, hello! Hey, ho! Hey, hello! <laughs> I like working here. But they're very nice people. Very nice people. And uh, Hale Hubbard. Hale Hubbard. Yep, Hale Hubbard. Hale Hubbard, indeed. I, uh... Sitting on the couch last night, you know, flipping through the TV. I go, oh, you know, the uh, college football championship game's on. Yeah, big game. It's going <laughs> to be a huge competition. I forgot. It was like 7 o'clock. The best versus the best. A big battle. You know, TCU versus Georgia. TCU, the underdog. What's their, uh, what's their mascot? The horned? 80-year history in St. Louis. It, 12 ho- locations together. The horned, credit union. The horned. Uh, it's a frog, right? Yeah, the horned frogs. The That's only reason the only reason I know that is because I saw about fifteen gifs, gifs, of uh, fried frog legs. So I was like, "Oh, uh, I guess TCU is something about frogs." Yeah, well, <laughs> so, yeah, the Horned Frogs, the TCU Texas Christian University Horned Frogs versus. So they were number three against number one Georgia, and Georgia was the favorite to win last night. I think they were fourteen and zero going in. It's not a bad record, Georgia. That is. Yeah, and, and TCU had a good run, beat uh, you know beat some great teams to get into the championship game, and I turned it on. It was the second second quarter, and it was thirty one to seven. Okay, <laughs> so silly. Every highlight I saw, I didn't even see TCU defenders. Like, hey, wh- who's on that guy? Uh, final score. <laughs> what happened? Uh, final score sixty five to seven. Yeah, the greatest. Th- that's the greatest deficit, or that's the you know greatest uh, uh, point separation in any in bowl history. Correct. That's a bad thing. A- am I am I right? Is anybody no, it's a happy here thing. except what? for Georgia? Jar- I'm not going to pretend I know anything about college football. Well, I, me neither. I that's don't. why I'm asking questions. I you know I know. Alabama is usually good, and I know Auburn's good, and I know where Michigan plays, a lot of people could fit in that stadium. That's right. Michigan and Ohio State hate one another. Yep. All I know is whenever a football team gets a bad basketball score number, uh, 
<laughs> then you know right. it's a it's a tough game, and it's, and especially if you are down into single digits versus the guys that are almost to a hundred. Sixty-five Ridiculous. to seven. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, the disappointment. I'm sure everybody was so. All those TCU fans were so excited. The, no, here we are, the underdogs. The one guy got a touch. Take on number one. The one guy touch got a touchdown for TCU's like, guys, I did my job. Yeah. Why don't you guys hey, show up? You guys. <laughs> the only one, you guys. I'm the only one that'll be mentioned here. So, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, oh, when I turned on out, it was 31 to 7. I go, ah, this is, this is not for me. So I turned on a real competition. Man versus food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man versus food. Uh, the f- no, where the food, food always wins. Yeah, Listen, who, it was 31 to 7. I watched a guy eat seven pounds of brisket in 10 minutes. Oh my goodness! That's something like that, that sounds rough. Did they? Did they? So I'm not, I don't. It's, that's not Zimmerman, right? What? What? Food, no, what, no. What, it's what some other guy. His name is Casey Webb. So the, the first guy was Adam Richman. Oh, that's right. Adam, Adam Richman was the original man and, until the doctor guy. forced to force his hand. Right? Wasn't there a doctor that uh, said you yeah, can't do fir- this? He did a couple seasons, and it was a, it was a phenomenon. That was a very popular show. And this is the guy Adam Richman would. And he was very charismatic. I felt like that was one of the guys, Adam Richmond, that, uh, like, have I ever met him? Like, we could hang out. <laughs> okay. Like, there's a couple guys you see on TV or a celebrity, and you go, man, I could, me and that guy, if we ever met, like, we could probably hang out. You know, typically, though, with those foods. I like food. You like food. I mean, with those. I like to eat a lot of food. <laughs> you like to eat a lot of food. Typically, with those shows, they're going for hosts that are trying to make it seem like you would want to hang out with them. I mean, that's kind of their well, goal. Well, sometimes, you know? <laughs> sometimes they hit the mark. Sometimes they miss the mark. Right. I feel like we, if we ever met, like we have similar interests. <laughs> what happened with that guy? Well, uh, so he did the first couple seasons. He, he did, uh, uh, man, I remember he did Crown Candy. He was up at Crown Candy. One of those first couple seasons. And their challenge was, it was like five milkshakes. Oh, yeah, that's right. The milkshake stuff. It was like five of their milkshakes. Man, that's making me farty just thinking about it. he wound up yakking in the alley. Oh, man. Like, he wound up throwing up in the alley after that one. I hope someone collected that. That's probably worth money. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do they they follow you for a minute? Because if he's doing 10 pounds of brisket or something like that, you're meat drunk. You you know what I mean? Like, you you feel you start to get dizzy and everything. Well, and and you could see the guy as the, the season progressed and as the seasons went on. Man, this guy's looking unhealthy. Really, he was starting to look unhealthy. Do you remember back in the old company? Uh, we did a. Uh, they were planning like a big guy event at the Shafitz. I forget what it was called. They I were think trying I to get like about. they were trying to get very guy centric things. Yeah, there was a. There was like a, a sponsor or a show or something. I they, forget they, what they, it was. Yeah, they were, they were trying to put something together. But talk was that we would get Adam Richman from the Man, man versus Food guy to come to this event. And it was like something like $10,000 to get him to just show up for an appearance. Dang. And if you want him to eat something, that'd be $20,000. <laughs> and you got to pay for the food. Like, hey, I'll show up to the event, but if you want me to eat something, that's an extra ten grand. Yeah, which is reasonable. Absolutely. So I think it was one of those doctor situations where the, you know, his, his blood was the consistency of, you know. A milkshake. Twinkie filling. Oh. <laughs> so seriously, did they follow him? When you said he was he was thrown up in an alley, does it, is, the that cameras on, there? Is, is that on the show? Uh, I think it was mentioned. Oh, okay, so they don't they don't like 
All right. How do you feel? Let's follow you for 15 minutes and, and get the end of this episode. No, usually at the end of the show, it's like you beat the you beat the, the challenge. Yeah, we walk right. away man and triumph. They, they would yell, man won. <laughs> or, you know, food took me down. But doctor said, hey, man, you can't do this anymore. You're going to die. You are going to die. So that really is why they retired him? Well, then he was doing a show where he was going around and having other people do the competitions. All right. Okay. We like this guy as a host. People like Riz want to hang out with you. Yeah. But we don't want you to die on camera. Other people were hosting. Or other people doing the challenges he was hosting. And then something happened. I'm not sure if he left the Food Network on his own or they canceled the show. But he moved over to another network. And then he got into some kind of tweeting controversy where he called a woman the C-word. And that was that. You can't pe- you can't call people cake. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Do that. Hmm. Trying to figure out what word. Called her the c word, I believe. And that was the end of that. Well. And now they got a new guy. They rebooted the show. And now they got a, a big boisterous redheaded fellow named Casey, and uh, he does the same thing. Here, I'm watch me eat uh, a hamburger with 15 patties on it. Was he fifteen from, patties and twenty five slices of cheese? And was he from like pounds a, of bacon? Was he from a like the that world already before? Did he have a name for himself in in, in you know like the competition? No, I never heard of this guy. And I've, I've always wondered, how do you audition for that? How like, how do you get that job? <laughs> Let me show you my demo tape. I think they go to a buffet and they watch a guy get about six to eight plates. Oh, they have like- professional scouts, <laughs> <laughs> as, if, as if it's the Atlanta Braves <laughs> yeah. scouting out for the next shortstop. Well, you're right. guys stationed up at, at Golden Corral with I was, a clipboard. I was just going to see uh, how many Golden Corrals there were. Yeah, he's he, this is the guy. He got gravy every time he went up tonight. And he had eight plates with gravy and, and biscuits. It was a pretty, uh, pretty good deal there. You know, the scout out in, in Fenton. Oh, my gosh. Calls up the, the home office. and goes, I think we found our guy. <laughs> I think we found our host. Dude, if you were to send out a scout to every Golden Corral, you'd need 500 scouts. Are there 500 locations? 500 locations. Can you imagine? Yeah, I've seen America. But I've I, but I haven't seen Golden Corrals like that. Where are these things? Everywhere. Unbelievable. So yeah, up to 500 uh now well, only 100 of them. 500 scouts out there looking for 100 of them are company owned, the rest are franchise. Our stores. next superstar. Nice. Well, we'll get to wait till the next guy drops dead. Yeah. Or the current guy drops dead and bring in the uh bring in the new guy. Because there's always somebody waiting in the wings. Golden Crow would be the the minor leagues for man versus food, right? I don't know. I, I well, that's don't... where you train. Oh, train. <laughs> what, what was the other? That's one? like spring. It's spring training. What was the other buffet thing? Um, not Golden Crow, but what was what's the hometown other? buffet? Hometown buffet. Hometown buffet. I don't know. I've never heard of that. It, I think they got they bought someone out, or they got bought out. Was that what Shoney's turned into? I've never. No, seen No, Shoney's this still ever. in business. They're a Southern delicacy. I've never, Shonies? I've uh-huh. never seen this. Well, I think we I've lost, never been to a Shonies. We lost our Shonies. What's the other, what's the one that's Big Boy? Was that the same thing? Big Boy and Shonies kind of had a... I don't know. Yeah. I thought was, Big Boy's was a burger place, right? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Big Boy. What was Shonies? It's another one of those... Not, not to be confused with Shomies. No, no, no. Shonies. It's like an upgraded off. Denny's probably. Yeah, Shonies was like Denny's and uh, Ground Round... Kind of met. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? But it was Southern style. Did you ever do Ground Round? Way, way back, there that, was one. That was cool. Ponderosa. It was, Shoney's was like Which Ponderosa. Which we used to call Ponderosa. <laughs> See, I didn't do Golden Corral, but I assume it's the same thing as Ponderosa. 
which was awesome. Like, which was a big salad buffet, right? Uh, yeah, like that sal- I, big salad bar. That I don't remember. I was I was of the age where it did not matter what it was as far as buffet goes. You went straight to that ice cream machine. Mm-hmm. It was the ice cream machine and it had sprinkles. It was like the first place in the eighties or nineties as a kid that you would experience. Oh my gosh, I get to make my own ice cream and and as much as I want and fill it with absurd things. Yay! As much as I want. All right, I'm on my own, guys. My first crack at freedom. Let's see what happens here. That was our that was our man versus food was going up the Ponderosa and the, the Shonies and all that. Yeah, that's what competition I watched last night. Man <laughs> versus man versus food. I okay. like those I like those cooking competition shows. Those it's are, mindless. What was it? What was the food? I don't think I was eating a giant hamburger. It was like four levels, like four levels of hamburger, and they had to put like a wooden stake through the the middle of it just to hold it together. <laughs> The old 96er? I mean, the thing was like three feet high. Old country buffet turned into hometown buffet. That's what somebody said. You don't watch any of those shows? Uh, watch, no, uh, I don't know where to find them. Uh, Food and, Network? Well, I don't, we, we don't yeah. have cables. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing that really turned me off about it was when Netflix was pushing all the cake shows on me. I was yeah, I don't, so like, I don't like the baking shows. I'm not a baking show guy. I like the... My kids were really I into like the more savory food. For about a year. And every time I'd walk in there, it would be another cupcake thing or another, uh, uh, what's the one, uh, Nailed It or, or whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, Cupcake like, Wars it was too much and the me. British Baking Championship. and Super turnoff, so I, I missed all the good ones because there was just too many. Yeah. Cupcake Wars was hosted by, um, what's his name? The, that's uh, uh, Justin Willman. Justin Willman, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that so was like the own. OG of, of that one. And those were great. The, I liked those. I, I liked some of the original... Uh, Iron Chef, I love that. Anything yeah. Alton Brown, I'm a fan. I love that guy. Me too. Uh, Alton uh, Brown, the Iron Chef things, I good, love. Good Eats, I used to watch Good Eats yep. nightly. Um, yep. But the but the competition. I'd even rewatch those episodes. And the silly cake ones, like when they try to make it like a reality show rather than just like a simple. Here's a fun competition. Yeah, there's the you know, the beat Bobby Flay, and there's uh, the guys' grocery games. Yeah, I'm right out. I'll right watch out. some of those. If nothing else is on, it's mindless. Although I have turned, I will. I will. Or I could shut the world off. I'll fully admit that uh, Guy Guy Fieri was not my cup of tea for a number of years there. But the more I see him, the more I'm like, I get you. How did you hate that guy? That that I never, guy. Did I did, did I say the that? Frosted tips, I think. You it, know, you're just kind of you see his image. You're like, eh, I don't need to watch. I it. thought it was a little. Um, I thought he was. Uh, I thought. Okay, I thought. That he was doing, uh, what's the uh, Gator? Uh, what's that guy? Uh, oh, uh, oh, Larry. Larry I, the cable I thought guy. I thought he was doing a Larry the Cable Guy, but not as well and not as committed. Like Larry's obviously not Larry. If you know anything about that guy, that is a full character. That's a shtick. And I thought Guy was kind of nope, that's kind of like trying to dip in the same soup. You know what I'm saying? But no, wasn't I, like committed. So I, I I wasn't sold. But now I realize like no, I, I think that's it's a pretty him. genuine dude. He's raised a lot of money for restaurants. Yeah, for, and I've heard He's good things about his, work. his behind the scenes stuff. So I've, his I've behind the scenes stuff. Is... I've flipped. Don't come at me. Everybody's gonna come at me about my guy Fieri hate. I have no hate for the guy. I just didn't get him at first. See, and then there's a guy that I, do. I don't think I can hang with. Too high energy. Guy? Yeah, too much. I bet you though, off camera, he'd be fun. He's probably too a little much. more chill, man. Shot out of a cannon, from what I hear. That and guy I th- at all at all times. And I think his resurgence happened whenever bowling shirts became popular. <laughs> yeah, he's the bowling shirts guy, frosted tips, and the Oakleys on the back of his head. Driving around the Camaro. You can see where I thought it was sort of a caricature. Sure, it's a shame. And he's got a look to him, which I got a show business. 
Totally, totally. I just I was like, you know, either jump all the way in the pool or you know maybe yeah. not get in the pool. But I get it now. I I I support. But he'd be a fun guy to meet for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be a. And hmm, I got a fun guy. <laughs> Do you remember uh, he opened up a restaurant in Times Square, and there was a New York Times food critic that wrote a savage takedown of the restaurant about the food, about the food, and about the man. Oh, and yeah. he's such a beloved character, Guy Fieri, that the Times food reporter had to issue an apology. Because he was for too doing savage. An, for doing an opinion piece? And it, it was it, it was more than an opinion piece. It was more of like a hit takedown oh, like of, of like the him. guy himself. Bummer. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about a bummer. Well, first, the good news. Uh, somebody sent me an article saying that St. Louis is in the top 10 as far as best cities for bagel lovers. So if you love bagels, wow. St. Louis is a top 10 city. Number nine, in fact, in the country. How, what are the metrics? Uh, why? Tell me, name. I there's, have there's no one, idea why. I know there's one down here. Um, oh, we're gonna get to that in a second. Because it's like an authentic one, right? You talking yes, about the one that, that's on Olive here? The Bagel Factory is without a doubt. Wait, Bagel Factory? That's well, not the right. Bagel Factory. No, that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something down here. It's a little strip mall. Yeah, it's the Bagel Factory. It is the. Ba- I'm a thousand percent sure. Okay, and it's like. I'm one gazillion percent sure. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> And there is news on that place. It is closed. Oh, are you out of your mind? No, why would I you you're tell me that? Up like they were the top of St. Louis. No, it is the top of St. Louis, or was. It is closed. The Bagel Factory is now closed. Oh. And that's a place I stumbled upon just looking for a damn good bagel here. Oh, no. Yep, done. I think you're right. Again, think I'm right. I am 100% right. It's done. It's closed. You don't have to yell at me about bagels, man. No, I do. It's as far as my as far as breads go, that's my favorite type of bread is bagel. Yeah. Such a bummer cuz this week was a week I finally planned on spending a <laughs> couple grand there. He's going to really I hope you had cash cuz they only take cash. Okay. They did? It was the only cash place. It was right down on Olive. Next, yeah. to, I think there's a sub. There was a subway next to it. There's a, well, yes, the Bagel Factory. You're right. It was next to uh, Louis it's a Strip Mall, Gooey Louis Gooey Buttercakes, Bank of America, and Subway in that strip mall right there. But it's no longer it there. Is, you say it is done. So why? Somebody's got to tell me why. Is it a 2020 thing? No, the guy always did good business. You try to go there on a Sunday morning for bagels, man. You got to get there early. Was he older? Uh, maybe he's retired. I, maybe, you know what? It was probably one of those, I'm tired of making the bagels. I'm tired of it. Long hours. He's there in the morning. Oh, look at the pictures of these. These Dude. are not, this is not what you're seeing, you know, on the shelf at the grocery store. These are like bagels. No, these are legit. Man, these are, these are you, the boil bagel. You boil them. You know what? If a, and then if, you bake them. If a shop like this uh, closes down, you got to take the pictures off the internet. Don't tease people. Look, look what we, look what we had. So we're no longer in the top 10. <laughs> Sadly, uh, the place, oh, I guess you put it up for sale. Oh. Well, where were you on that one, Mr. Bagel? I didn't know. You're buying farms. Somebody wrote on Yelp, hopefully it will be bought and continue with the authentic New York-style water bagels, which is what it was, the water bagels. Yeah, because they say that that's the key. Oh, that's the big difference between this bagel and that bagel is the water, right? Well, they boil them. Like, they put them in, in 
hot water before they put them in the oven. But I thought it was one of those beer things or those those bourbon. You know how they talk about Tennessee. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. I, know, like I thought that was something about the water. Something about the type of water that's in New York that makes New York bagels what they are. I don't know. I heard that was kind of debunked. It's just all about the way you make them. But that's a big disappointment. Yeah, it is. It really is, man. But if you're looking to buy a bagel shop, um, there's a whole website that says bagel shops for sale in the U.S., so you scan through there. Yeah, but it was the, the way this guy yeah. did it. He was kind of, he was kind of grumpy too, <laughs> which makes it better. <laughs> which made it better. <laughs> but like home. Yeah, it really put you in the. It was almost like you walk in that place and they they just have bagels and cream cheese. That's it. You can't buy anything else. So like what what, of, what kind of questions could you it was have? Kind of grump, you know, it was kind of uh, you know. What do you want? Well, I'll take uh, you know uh, a dozen, and if you're hesitant as to what you want, go hurry up, come on. Maybe he's looking at Yelp and sees reviews like this. The guy in the shop said best bagels in the world. Probably not even the best bagels on the block. Ooh. Boring, small, everything bagel was extremely salty. And the everything seasoning was on the top only. I've had better bagels from Panera. Wouldn't drive my way. Uh, wouldn't drive out of my way. Out of, uh, uh, wouldn't drive out of my way for it. Wouldn't drive down the block for them. But I'd eat them if they're from a company event. Man, every review that I, every review that I see is just glowing, glowing. I'm from the East Coast. I lived in St. Louis several years. This is hands down the best New York style bagel best, I have ever shame. found. Oh, wh uh, why are we talking about this? Dave gives one star, saying hours are not consistent with posted times. If the store closes when the products are all sold out, then that should be posted. I showed up two hours prior to closing, only to find the store closed. <laughs> one star. Also, only allowing one customer entrance at a time is an inconvenience. It's a small place, you schmuck. It's even smaller. Good, because of you. Because of you, they're closed. This guy's probably going on to Yelp going, let me look at the reviews. Not worth it. Not worth me getting up early and making a bagels. That's a damn shame. Yeah, man. So, uh, we're still number nine, though, We are right? still number nine as that, far as the and rankings. A, and that's for, a recent thing. So they're saying that there's still good bagels around. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm sure I could find it. Would it also be possibly bagel somewhere. by numbers, like the most sold in the country? No, it, it's it's best oh, okay. cities for bagel lovers. Okay, because I was going to say, with Panera being the headquartered here... I wonder if that helped put us... And as far as... So they, they did... Uh, let me see. They looked at uh, 200 different cities. And as far as access to bagels, we ranked 37th out of uh, 200. So yes, we do have access to our bagels. So we need more roads connecting Panera, them? Listen, Panera, St. Louis Bread Company, they're good. They're all right. Yeah, I, th I thought there was another place over on LF. That no, that's like, it, man. Is well known. I would have fought you on it. There's a place just past that um, with a weird name that I thought somebody was saying. Um, nah, that's it. That's it for that place. But there are other places, so you got to find them. If anybody knows of a great bagel place, let me know. That's um, important. Pumpernickel? Is that what it's called? Oh, that's down the street here. Right, don't they do bagels? I don't know, I've never, I think they do uh, like Jewish deli food. That's what I was thinking of. I don't know if they make bagels. Hmm. I wonder, man. I feel like I really missed out on something. You with, did. With the bagel shop. You did. It's the bagel factory. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I'm all mixed up. <laughs> I will say, though, I'm never mixed up when somebody brings in bagels. I will go for them. I don't care where they're from. And almost the majority of the time, uh, I'm let down.
but I still I still crush it. Even They're though it's just food. it's just bread. There's some there's bagels in the kitchen right now. Yeah, that's like I a was crap. tempted. They look terrible. And I still walked over to him and went, eh, nah. But I but I thought about it. It's one of those things that like, no, I saw him in the kitchen too. I got this is garbage. Not even worth it. Yeah, but once you have the greatest bagel, once you have a good those bagel. Those have been sitting out all night too. I'm I'm just saying it's 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 like a like a tiny bit of an addiction where every time you see it, you go, ooh. That place uh, down the street here is a you got a no. bagel, you don't even need to toast it. You can just cut her open and just put cream cheese on it. You're good. What's your favorite? Uh, I'll take like an onion bagel. Oh, like, that sounds so out of the good. O- like pretty fresh out of the oven onion bagel. Plain, plain cream cheese? I'll do uh, plain cream cheese. I'll do lox. You ever do the flavored? Not really. But I do like lox. I'll do lox. What's cream lox? Cheese. Uh, salmon. Smoked salmon. Oh, okay. Why don't we just call it smoked salmon? salmon. Because that's not what it's called. <laughs> so many rules. There's so many because that's not that's There's not what so, it's called. So many bagel rules. <laughs> Why is his name Scott? Because it's Scott. That's his name. Yeah, but Why don't we all, call but, him Mike? But that's all I got for him. We Why are you call- not Mike? Because you're Scott. This is Salmon. Uh, so I saw your uh, well, not see. Well, I know. I guess you know. My spies told me your Christmas lights came down yesterday. Finally. Uh, did they? they Off the house. Have, yeah, it was either yesterday or today. It's supposed to be right now. I don't do. Oh, are they coming down today, or did they come down yesterday? Uh, Mine came down on Sunday. Honestly, they may have yesterday. I'm not sure. It's January 10th. <laughs> I know. Well, I p- unplug them. Yeah, no, I, yeah, unplug. There are there are still a couple holdouts on my block. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. There are two holdouts <laughs> yeah. on my block. I noticed as far that yesterday. As, hey, they're still on, huh? <laughs> Noted, Patrick. Well, I actually uh, on a walk. I went down. I was like, maybe they're just out of town. No, not not out of town. Just a friendly reminder, it's been 16 days since Christmas <laughs> and 47 days since Thanksgiving weekend when a lot of people started hanging the lights. Riz, they're not Christmas lights. They're season lights. Mm-hmm. At this point, we're getting there. Have you noticed some of the folks where I, I saw it in my street where they had a ton of stuff in their yard? That's all cleared out, but they just have white lights around their house at the moment. Maybe they maybe they leave them up year-round. They just haven't unplugged them. Maybe. I've seen a lot of people doing that. Maybe not a lot, but a couple of our neighbors. Because they're smaller lights, so you can't really even see them unless you're, like, looking for them. Mm-hmm. And they've got them really nicely, you know, lined up with the gutters, and they leave them up all year. And I get it. Why not? Oh, they're not on, though, right? No, 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 no. They're just still up. But they just stay up mm-hmm. all year. I guess that's that's fine. Listen, do what you want to do. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Listen, I'm just going to comment on it. Yeah, but when you say do what you want to do, you, you're, you're one of those guys, I'm sure, that if somebody did something in the neighborhood, you're like, you're making me look bad. This is the neighborhood. It's your house, but it's my neighborhood. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I go, huh, that's interesting. I will look at you in a different way. You're not going to complain to someone, but you will complain. I will talk about you behind your back. <laughs> For sure. But are all your holiday decorations down? Is everything, you're all buttoned up? We're, we're completely de-Christmased. Everything is out in boxes, gone. Almost. It's as if it never happened. Everything, uh, the tree went down uh, over the, uh, I guess it was last week, late last week, and then the rest of the stuff went in boxes yesterday, but I still have to put that stuff away. Uh, There was a poll conducted yesterday. 41% of Americans say they still have some of their holiday uh, holiday decorations up. Some. And 17%, or about one in six people, still have all of them up. Again, friendly reminder, it's been 16 days since Christmas. (laughs) 47 days since Thanksgiving weekend. We're now at the point where, now that the things are missing, they were up just long enough where it kind of felt cozy and it kind of felt right. And now I feel like there's a lot of space in the house. 
Yes, it got cluttery very quickly. Oh yeah, Cl- cluttery, but at the same time, like cozy cluttery. So now I'm mm-hmm. looking at the where the tree was, and I'm going, uh, do we need a chair or something? Is it? Oh, weird? it looks too empty. So, like this room is bigger than it should be. Oh no, it's awesome. It's great. We have so much space now for activities. <laughs> See, and if you go, it's gone. I was gonna say this is why you gain weight through the holiday season, so that way you expand the rooms, get mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah, man. And if you are wondering, the people most likely to still have their decorations up, those who live in the Northeast, who are male, who vote Democrat, and who are millennials. But there are offenders in all demographics. And the poll also asked, the poll also says people, for the latest month, it's acceptable to have your Christmas decorations up. And 50% said January. So I guess there's still, there are still three more weekends to make that deadline. Yeah. And 8% said it's okay, to, it's okay to keep them up into February, which is ridiculous. <laughs> February. 10% said you should get them down before January. And 11% are Christmas crazies who say it's always acceptable to have the decorations up. Yeah. What? We're still rocking ours. Well, one, I just found a Santa last night that was on a window that we haven't taken down. I didn't realize it was there. Ah, damn. Back of the box with you. Yep. Sneaky Santa. Yeah, I got to put it away. I put the tree up yesterday. That goes in the rafters. I mean, maybe it's okay to have those lights up for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, they make it easy to find your place when you stumble home drunk. <laughs> There's my place. Still got the lights up. Take me to the one with the lights. Maybe you're hoping to bait Santa into a second visit. <laughs> not a bad idea. Maybe he's not going to know. Maybe you're Kanye West and uh, you just like making Jewish people uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any presents left over? Like, do you have any things that are sitting, you know, I thought I was going to see so-and-so, but we didn't get to see so-and-so, and now there's like a little bag by the No, oh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm that sure. My wife, that's my wife, takes, she takes care of that stuff. We got a couple of those. Yeah, we'll see him eventually, got a little gift for him, it's fine. So I'm pretty much, yeah, everything's down. Everything is uh, de-Christmased. We got a couple of those. time. We got, any anytime, so our, our families are uh, like all over the place, and... Uh, they cross over at different times. We had some people in for the first couple hours of the day, and then so then people that are there later in the day will drop things off at our house to give to the people that were there earlier in the day, and then we become you know like the like the switchboard for all this stuff. So we we have a few of those things. We had one present from last year, or no, no, it was two years ago, because of the 2020 stuff. A lot of us didn't see each other. We had those presents sitting on the bench for a year. Uh, we, gave Jim, them, we gave them the next year. Jim here says our decorations are still up because we're hosting uh, a Christmas celebration January 14th. Oh, see, uh, now that, I can see that being totally reasonable. But then you have to explain yourself to everybody like Riz. Yeah, hey, no, hey, well, you know, uh, it's late Christmas, uh, <laughs> January 14th. <laughs> People coming in from out of town, we weren't, we weren't able to see them. Steven says, if you never put them up, you never have to take them down. That was always mine. That was always mine. But it does make my family and my household happier. So I lo- I, I gave up on that fight. Uh, Greg on uh, on the email says, uh, back to the bagel thing, uh, Einstein bagels. That's pretty good. I've had that before. That's a chain, right? That's like a bread Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Einstein's good. Where uh, There's one in South County? There used to be one in the Central West End. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, there's one on Manchester, I think, in Ellisville. Okay, yeah, that's that's the one where it's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. A little bit of yellow in the logo or something. I think I remember. I have a relative know. that keeps her tree up all year long and redecorates it for the different holidays. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Lazy asses. That's reasonable. 
We just like red garland for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and things like that. Man, nah. that seems like fun. That's fine. Kind of Hoosier, but okay. <laughs> um, I guess there's a scam going on uh, on the TikTok. So beware. Uh, a person has uh, told the police they were blackmailed by blackmailed by a TikTok scammer using their loved one's ashes. Whoa, what? So this is out of Petaluma, California. And they're saying maybe this is something that's going nationwide. Uh, the police department says the victim made contact with a TikTok seller who claimed to create artwork from the cremated ashes. Oh. The victim paid the seller, sent the ashes, and then the seller blackmailed them and demanded $3,000 to return the ashes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Idiot. I figure that's kind of a... It's a little on you, scam. So you sent it to an address. You sent it out. And you met somebody on TikTok who says they're going to make artwork out of your loved one's ashes. I guess not much research went into the person offering the services. Right. And then you sent your loved one, loved one's ashes and a fee to this person who then held the ashes and blackmailed you and said, I will return the ashes for an additional $3,000. Such a bummer to get burned like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a little on you, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean. That's a little on you. Maybe that's the artwork. It's the art of the scam. That's a little on you. Man, I wonder if they can track them with, with the address. Like, where did you send the ashes? You said this is in Petaluma? I'm sure it's like a P.O. box. Oh, bummer. Oh, man. Bummer. So police are saying the uh, the victim is sharing their story to keep anyone else from falling prey to the same heartless crime, which, yes, it's heartless. Very heartless. Despicable. Rotten. It's a little on you. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I'm, I, I hate the victim blame. It's a little bit on you. And I'm a sucker for... for Seeing things on the internet and thinking it's real. Yeah, but, I mean, you wouldn't have done that. No, you'll get me with a prank video that I think is real, but, ah, oh, man, it was all set up. Crap. But I'm not sending a loved one's ashes out to a P.O. box. Yeah, I've never been in possession. And what the hell kind of ash art is there? I was just going to yeah. say, I've never been in a possession of ashes, so I can't really, I can't really speak to what, what my mind would do as, as far as, like, some sort of creative... Uh, thing to do with that, uh, but oh man, is that a thing? Is, is this a, is this ash a thing? art? Yeah, I mean, I, I it, maybe they would mix it into. I, I might have heard of maybe mixing it into paint, mixing it into paint, and then they paint a picture. I've it's heard of it being enough. crushed down into uh, like compacted and put into like a ring, you know, like resin. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And doing different stuff like that. Yeah. But but I mean, is this is this a thing that's gaining popularity? Is this something that's been around forever? I don't know about. I thought it was you keep it on a mantle or you put it in a river. Yeah, uh, yeah, you spread them or you. Keep them in a box. The only, the only time I've played with human ashes is uh, I went and picked my dad up from the St. Louis crematorium, put him in the back seat. I buckled him in. He was in a box, and we drove to Shelbina. Where are your father's ashes? In uh, the cemetery there in Shelbina. Oh. Yeah. So they're my, yeah, my dad was cremated as well. Yeah. So they're in a box in my mom's room. Like on a... Actually, they might be on my uncle's mantle. Now you say that. There's an urn there. I think that's where... So you don't know where... Uh, he, has a, you... he has a tombstone, but I don't know if he's <laughs> in the ground. Yes. Ah. <laughs> there is a tombstone. Because I was walking up, we were at my uh, 
my aunt passed away a few months ago, so we went to her funeral, and um, and it was the same week that Jeff died. So I, uh, we went to her funeral, and we were walking up to where they, you know, the graveside there, and I saw a tombstone with my face on it. I was like, "What is this?" Whoa! But and you didn't know the, that the children of yeah, right, right, right. my you, mom but, and dad, yeah. But you didn't know that was uh-uh. there. <laughs> wow, Wait, your face? that is shocking. <laughs> like there's a picture of you on a tombstone. Yeah. Did your brain go, whoa, that guy looks like me. Or, oh, my oh. gosh, that's me. Yeah. And then, you know, you poke yourself, and I accidentally poke my eye, and I was like, I'm Boy, real. that's weird. Yeah. The, well, it's even weird. Well, my that, dad's gone, so they made the tomb, you know. Right, but it's kind of weird. I mean, maybe it's not for King Scott to not know that your face is on a tombstone while Is it like here. a picture or a carving? Uh, I guess, you know how they just kind of Well, you can do like a picture. It, in it, there it looks something? like a photo. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, like la- yeah, that's what yeah. I mean, like lasered in. Yeah, it's lasered in. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, dude. So I need to get a nice Sharpie and draw a cool mustache and stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, that- so so you're, is that where you're going to be buried? Is that? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would, I guess. Now, I don't know. <laughs> he, I haven't thought about where I'm going to be all across the country. I still want to get buried in Mexico on a beach somewhere, you know? That sounds nice. That's not much of a burial. You're going to uh, be gone in a few minutes. On, on a headstone, the, the, the picture is of the person in the ground. Yeah, yeah. But I'm on, we're on the backside of... Where you know all the names line up. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think that's. I've the never seen thing. that before. I think <laughs> the strange thing is that he didn't know, and then he found out by shockingly seeing his face on it. That's so uh, that's that so is neat. amazing. Yeah. Did it have your year of birth, and then just an empty like two? <laughs> oh yeah. What, what did it say? Did it have your name? Yeah, it said you know 81 through 25. I was like, what? No. Um. Uh, eight, 21, 25. Oh, dude, don't put that. Don't. Say 21, that. 25. Tell me. Um. No, the uh, now I'm gonna put him in bubble wrap in the year uh, yeah, 2025. Dude, now, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm gonna be nervous no, the whole it's year. Fine, I'm good. Uh, no, it just, it didn't have. I think it just said the children of or something like that. Right, I don't know right. what it says on there. Whoa, it's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Did you maybe were you told about this and maybe you forgot? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> okay, because you know they're probably like, ah, we're gonna put your name or I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I think I would remember that one, but. <laughs> huh. But I'll, Maybe not, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's a ridiculous. But can I get in trouble time. for peeing on that? If you, you know, like some people pee on tombstones. Like, can I get in trouble or headstones or whatever they are? Probably not. I guess. Okay. Huh. Man, I guess that, you can make jewelry or. Yeah, I was, I was wondering how paperweight. How popular that is. A keychain, resin art. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the resin art thing. I mean, it's not like I've seen it on Instagram or something, but. I've seen people speak uh, of Steven it. says, I got a buddy that blows glass and will take a small spoonful of ashes of a loved one uh, and then, like, Puts put it, in, it the glass? in the glass. That's cool. That's interesting. I want to, what does that look like? Uh, Mike says, I have both my parents' ashes made into a cross with resin and wear it every day. I guess, you know, listen, there are different things huh. you could do with it. I didn't even think of any of that. But this guy got scammed. Man, look at the, the options for urns is just Crazy. Look at this. Ashes in a memorial keepsake piece of glass. Look at this thing. This is like, um, I mean, that's art. Look at that. That is cool. That's That's a pet's ashes put into this swirling ball of glass. It almost looks like, you know, otherworldly kind of planet, like a. Oh, that's, uh, looks like something you put in a garden. It looks like something you find a good Oh yeah, you talking about those glass things that like to scare the birds or scare the squirrels oh, and stuff? I, I, there's a oh, there's a but, house uh, where, I, where I go take the dog for a walk. Yeah, out in front of the house, there's like a little plaque that says, you know, like 
Grandma Betsy, and it's got one of those little orbs. Maybe her. Maybe oh. that's her in there. Yeah, that's oh, that's what this is. Ashes keepsake orb, uh, cremate glass. Well, this one's a pet, but I, mean, I guess. Well, Grandma matter. Grandma Betsy's in there, I guess. Grandma's watching the front of the house. It's like right off the. It's right off the sidewalk. We gotta watch Grandma. That's oh. crazy. But oh, very yeah, cool. Man, it's a big business. You know, death is a big business. That it is. Uh, here's one of those like small tree things. It's almost like you, you turn the ashes into, uh, like a uh, you you put it in soil and you grow like a plant in your house. So like um, a, like a chia pet. But, I don't know. Having your your picture in a cemetery, I, it <laughs> seems like bad luck to me. That's pretty wild, man. But are you you're not a superstitious person, are you? Yeah, that's not bad luck. Are you a superstitious person? Like we got Friday the Thirteenth coming up. No, no, I uh, fear the Lord alone. So no, you know you're not gonna err on the side of caution. Nothing. No, I'll go, go dance full, in the rain. Full bore. Yeah. Full on. Yeah, the first Friday the 13th of the year is uh, Friday. So prepare yourself. Huh. Didn't even put that together. Yep. Yep. And and you know what? The, as far as the superstition of Friday the 13th, they really don't know what that's all about. So in Western mythology, Friday the 13th has been like considered an unlucky day. There's no historical evidence of of why that date gets people crazy. Except for 1983's movie, or you know, whenever that movie came out. Isn't that one of those things, like bucket list? We, we talk about bucket list, like that's an age-old term. That's from a movie. Is Friday the 13th, is that whole thing from the movie? They say it's rooted in Norse mythology, like um, some of it attached to... I feel like that's like something... Like Jesus' Last Supper, like Judas, who... who was was the thirteenth member at the table? Yeah, but the I guy feel, who betrayed Jesus. I feel like every single time we have something that like we we want to have some gravity and some weight to it that we're not sure if it actually has it. We go, ah, oh, yeah, it's from uh, this one little thing from Norse mythology. Or they say on October thirteenth, thirteen oh seven, which was a Friday, King Philip the Fourth of France arrested and, and and hundreds of Templar knights were killed. However, the link between thirteen and Friday collectively bringing misfortune. Is vague and its popularity is often associated with, I guess, books. Yeah, it's the it's the movie. I mean, you're you're, you're proving my point here. I mean, if if you if you any wild thought, think of some random belief that you could that you could have right now, as wild as it could be. We could sit here in the history books and figure out enough over the course of human history to make up some factual evidence that it has some sort of gravity. So there was an author, who, a guy's name is T.W. Lawson, who wrote a book called Friday the 13th, which centers around how a broker cashes on the superstition and causes panic on Wall Street, eventually leading to its collapse on Friday the 13th. I don't know. Huh. What about uh, throwing salt over your shoulder? That's a thing, too. Apparently, that was something that my mother's family did. My common superstition is that spilling salt brings bad luck. So when you throw it over your left shoulder, it reverses it. My mom doesn't do that, but she would talk about how her, I think her father did it. You throw it over your left shoulder. Like ancient Romans thought throwing shoulder uh, salt over one's left shoulder wards off the devil, who hangs around your left shoulder, and it's mean, like you throw salt in its face. Really? That's, that's what, what that it means. is? Ah. You throw salt in his face and you blind him. Huh. Spilling salt is associated with Judas betraying Jesus. If you observe, like if you look at Da Vinci's, you know, Last Supper painting, mm -hmm. you'll see Judas spilling salt. So why did Da Vinci put 
spilling salt. Judas Since spilling he betrayed salt. Jesus, the spilling of salt has been linked to disloyalty, lies, and deceit. Right, but why did he? Why did Da Vinci? What's his, his explanation? Because the for, ancient Romans thought the uh, the devil with the salt thing. I don't know. Interesting, man. That's interesting. Um, but let me you see, see where we go here. Like you know, an artist to pick something is like, oh, I'm going to take this and that. And I never just, even noticed that until I write about it that. It gives it gives uh, credence and, and everything to to another myth. I mean, uh, it's interesting. There's a South American uh, superstition that uh, if somebody like uh, if a broom sweeps over your feet, you'll be single forever. So if somebody brushes a broom across your feet, you will be single forever. A bunch of people right now trying to do that. So if, if this ever happens to you, the trick to break the bad spell is by immediately uh, spitting on the broom. Immediately. Because well, that'll help you get dates. Mm -hmm. And they say the origins of the superstition are not known, but it comes from the belief that a woman who cannot keep the house clean and tidy is not a good wife. That's where that comes from. Uh, how about the number four? You heard the number. So the number 13 in our culture is unlucky. The number four. Uh, Japanese. In, in East Asian countries like Korea, China, Taiwan, Japan. Four is unlucky. Yeah, I was told that and I don't remember why. Uh, in China, the reason behind the superstition is the sound of the number. It sounds like the word death. In Korea and Japan, the word for the number four and death are the same. Ichi Nisan Shi. I have no idea. I don't speak. I don't speak Japanese. Ichi Nisan Shi Go. Roku Nanahachi Kyuju. So Ichi Nisan Shi. Shi. Word for death. If you uh, walk backwards in Portugal, it's an invitation to the devil. Oh yeah, look at that. It is the same. That's why that's yeah. That's why that. So don't walk backwards. In Portugal, because you're in inviting the devil, whom you're showing where you live or which way you're going. Uh, in Japan, okay, you love Japanese culture. I do. While visiting the graves of loved ones, people tuck in their thumbs when they're inside the cemetery. Just like the number four and death have similar sounds in China, in Japan, the superstition hinges on a similar language problem. That This comes from the connection between the word for thumb, which means parent figure in Japanese. Tucking thumbs indicates protecting one's parents from death. There's a lot of stuff around death and all that. That's one of, uh, one of the first things that we learned over there um, the first time we went was uh, our translator and our promoter was like, hey, uh, at the end of dinner, uh, it was because uh, one of the band members at the end of dinner threw his chopsticks into like a bowl of rice, like sticking straight up. And it was like we threw something in the restaurant or something. He, you know, he jumps over the table. He's like, no, 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 you got to take those out. Don't, 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 don't do that. And if I remember right, the explanation was something about in the funeral uh, process or something like that, there's like chopsticks go into the ashes maybe when it's floated out in the water. There was something about that that was... If you were to do that at a restaurant deliberately, it was saying basically like kind of like death to this restaurant. It was like a sign mm. of disrespect that this Whoa. food wasn't good. Also, if you finish your meal, and we were, we were told like in real nice restaurants, if you completely finish your meal, and listen, if I love food, I am, whoop, every little grain of rice, I'm eating that thing. That's also a sign that um, 
not not a sign of disrespect, but uh, basically, like if you don't leave just a little bit, you're saying to the chef of the restaurant that what they gave you wasn't sufficient. It wasn't enough to say. So being a member of the Clean Plate Club is not a great clean thing. Clean Plate is not a, not, not a great thing. And now I don't know how deep these go, or you know, in modern modern Japan. But this was told to us by, you know, a guy who's 10, 15 years yeah. older than us. That could like, explain this, like why they're thin, because here we're taught you have to clean. Yeah, your plate. well, I don't want to waste. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't about waste. It was just like you know, you leave a, a few, hmm. uh, just some bits. Yeah, just to show that you are satisfied. Uh, do you know what the knocking on wood? Superstition is. I don't remember that one. So the phrase uh, "touch wood" uh, commonly pops up in in you know daily conversations after we have spoken about positive things that might be happening lately. However, the origin of the the touch wood knocking on wood phrase is rooted, I guess, in the Celtic or Indo-European belief that by knocking or touching wood, spirits or gods of trees can be called upon for protection. Huh. In Christianity, it's related to the magical powers of the crucifix. And according to a folklore researcher, uh, I guess this came from a 19th century game called Tiggy Touchwood. And as part of the game, people uh, who are touching wood are are spared from being out of the game. Hmm. And there are variations like uh, Italians touch steel. Russians and Polish people touch unpainted wood. Uh, Latin Americans knock on wood with no legs. And people in Turkey prefer knocking on wood twice. Knocking on wood with no legs. So chairs, tables, out. Right out. Out. Uh, I know this one. Russians think that wishing somebody a day before their actual birth date or even celebrating it brings bad luck. Wow. So let's say my kids. Uh, and we'd get heat for this. So let's say my, my kid's birthday is on a Monday. And the Saturday, we're going to have the kid's birthday party. You have to celebrate it afterwards. Like, like hey, well, you know, we're, we're going to the, you know, uh, we're going to the jump place to celebrate, you know, the kid's birthday. Yeah. Which is on Monday, but we're doing it on Saturday. And my mother-in-law would get upset. Oh, man. That's wild. Huh. You could wish the next day in case you forgot to wish somebody on the actual date, but, ne you know, always in advance. I'm sorry, never in advance. Never wish somebody a happy birthday in advance. That's bad. Hmm. Um, let me see. Yellow flowers. Flowers associated with expressions of, of different forms of emotions, like, you know, red roses, love, uh, white roses, peace, yellow roses for friendship. But in Russia, giving yellow flowers of any kind is inappropriate. Hmm. Yellow flowers in Russia represent separation, infidelity, and death. You ever heard of the one where you can't cheers without alcohol? Yes. Like you can't cheers with water. It's like that's bad I've heard luck. of that one too. That's bad luck somehow. Like you're basically kind of cursing whatever it is you're cheering. So I have heard or been told or been yelled at <laughs> if I have water and I'm like, yeah, and they're like, no, 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 not you. That's, yeah, you're out. I'm like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> Who made you the cheers czar? Have you heard of, uh, let me see, chilies warding, warding off evil? Like chilies or lemons? Mm -mm. So uh, a common sight in almost all Indian homes and and place of work, a string of uh, seven chilies with a with a lemon hung outside the house to stop evil spirits or bad omens from coming into the house. Whoa! I, I mean, you see those in like you know different uh, um, like you know movies or yeah, something Latin. like that. Or, yeah, and you see, and I, I always assumed it was like some sort of herb thing, like yeah. oh, they're drying chilies or they're you know it was like a herb garden. No, no, and and the same string is also hung on vehicles and bicycles. So it's part of like Hindu legend. So the goddess of misfortune 
enjoys eating sour and spicy food. So if she ever comes near your house or where you work, she'll satisfy her hunger with the chilies and lemon and then return without crossing like crossing the threshold huh. in your house. Man, you know I'm all about nature and uh, and the outdoors and and everything. And the only the only superstition I can tell you that I know that I I didn't fear, but I was like, oh, I'm not gonna play with that. Was uh, in in Hawaii the first time I was in Hawaii. I was a kid. I mean, I was like 14, 15 years old, and um, I picked up. We were we were at an active volcano on the Big Island. It was incredible. Like it, you know, the lava comes right down on the highway. Yep. You got to park there, and then you walk up, and you can only get so close. Black sand beaches, just gorgeous. Surrounded by this volcanic rock that's been there for however long. And I uh, picked up a rock, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe this came from a volcano right here, you know? And my dad's like, no, no, you, you should put that back. I said, what? You know, because we've taken rocks from 100 different places and vacations and stuff. And we're kind of rock hounds. And he goes, no, 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 there's a, um, I believe it's the god Pele. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's like a, a thing, like you don't take nothing from from Hawaii. Remember you what happened to the Brady like Bunch that. with the, with the right? Didn't something happen in the Brady Bunch where they took the idol or something and bad luck happened? Yeah, and my dad wasn't saying that he was a believer in these things or he wasn't saying that I you like should to err be. on the side of caution. He, he just said, hey, you know, as far, yeah, it was, it was more like a, hey, this is a cultural thing here. And like to respect the culture, you should look into that before you just Did you go lighten make, up, Francis? Make your it's decision. fine. It's a rock. No, you know what? It actually like gave me like a, a, a much more like um, a deep-rooted appreciation for like the cultural aspect of, of the area and unless I take uh, no chances. Well, I didn't take a chance. I I, I, I remember I went, Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Pele, and I put it down. I was like, One I'm more tradition, this is an American tradition. If you see an upside down pineapple and somebody's like somebody's has <laughs> that means they're swingers. That's what that means. That's an American that tradition. Upside down pineapple, swingers. All right, today's Team Riz Web of the Day is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, the proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Fairview Heights, Illinois, Ryan Cornell. Yeah, Ryan! Uh, Ryan listens to the Riz Show every day, either on air or on the podcast. Uh, Ryan has converted his daughter, London, into a Riz evangelist herself. What's up, London? Uh, Ryan also likes to support, you know, businesses we talk about, like Chef Will's Rockstar Tacos. Uh, he goes to Heavy Smoke Barbecue and yeah. anything we talk about, Good Ryan taste. goes to. Well, thank you, Ryan. Ryan from uh, Fairview Heights, Ryan Cornell, is our Team Riz member of the day. Gets a super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up. 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Hey, it's Moon here for locally owned and family owned Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers in business since 1976. And their team of 500 plus expert tire and automotive service technicians who live in the communities where they work. The team at Dobbs stands ready to service whatever vehicle you drive, including car, van, light truck, SUV, hybrid, and even EV to provide you with the tires you need at the lowest price in town guaranteed and at a price in line with your family budget. And the Dobbs team is ready to service your vehicle with expert auto service too, done right the first time, including routine and preventative maintenance and complex diagnostic and engine repairs. And now with 43 stores, including Dobbs' newest store in Columbia, Missouri, way to go Dobbs. Full service tire and auto service has never been more convenient. So let the tire and service pros at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers take care of your family vehicles. And be sure to check out Dobbs' money-saving January deals on tires and service at gotodobbs.com. Then drive in and any of the Dobbs' 43 convenience store locations are going to take care of you for major savings today.
Hey, this is Ben Bailey, member of the prestigious Third Timers Club, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails. Send them over. Show 1057thepoint.com. For the first time in 2023, Match Up with Moon happens today. Oh, great. And it's going to be King Scott hosted. Oh, yeah. It's gonna so be really you good. have... God help us. <laughs> so you have uh, you have the questions for both rounds. Mm-hmm. Tiebreakers in case we need them. Yep. Who's going to operate the music? We're a three-man organization I got the right music. Now. I got the music. Uh, you operate the music. Mm-hmm. I got the headphones. They're the ready. Headphones They're working. Work. All right. We're good to go. Now, as far as questions go, what, uh, 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 what level? Well, you guys mentioned that you both had had college, so I went for collegiate level. Some college. <laughs> Some college. Yeah, yeah. Academic so, probation. Some all college. The way, it goes from there all the way down to, you know, third grade stuff. I don't know. Well, I yeah, hope I get the third grade stuff. When you were in college, could you remember sitting in a class? Yeah, I remember sitting in a oh, survey God. of rock and roll and still not passing. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. It was just, you know, I just wasn't ready for it. I wasn't in the mindset for it. I had a few college. I think that was my... Well, you had a kid. I had two kids, uh, four four jobs. Uh, two kids, four jobs. The band thing was going right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was working it. It was a uh, it was a busy time. I, you know what? I had already had a job in radio. Uh, I, I my first intern trip was under my belt. Like uh, I was um, an intern for MTV News back in 1997, 96, 97. I was like, I don't, you know, I want to work. I'm going to yeah. do this. Yeah. And I'm sitting in here. I also, to be honest, like, I, uh, I don't, I don't, high school, I breezed through high school. High school was a joke. Minimal effort did just fine in college isn't the same. Even community college. Yep. Like, you have to make, you have to, you can't do minimal effort. Well, King Scott's got our questions. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, we'll take Match Up with Moon out for a ride first time in 2023. And you'll do fun with this one if you do minimal Effort. All right, good. good. <laughs> we got tickets to go see Dan Cummins at the pageant January 28th. We got tickets to go see Highly Suspect March 2nd over the pageant. We got tickets to go see Big Head Todd and the Monsters next Friday, January the 20th. Also, somebody wrote us an email saying, hey, guys, excited for the Riz Show Night at the Blues Game, which will be on the 24th. Uh, just saw the post of the Jeff Burton bobblehead, which we actually got. Yep, right here. We have awesome. them in if you're watching the webcams. Sitting in Jeff's chair, uh, in front of his, uh, in front Chef's of his kiss. cardboard cutout. And Excellent. I'm, I'm telling you, it is the greatest. And we've seen a lot of bobbleheads. We've seen a lot of bobbleheads even in the last couple of years. Um, this is the greatest bobblehead I've ever seen. True. I mean, true. Oh, from, yeah. from the base, the detail on the base to uh, uh, Jeff's beloved Wheezy, and the detail in, in in Wheezy. But man, this like, it's incredible. I'm not taking mine out of the box. It's incredible. That that's mine, right? That's yours. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to leave it on my desk. But you can see it on the cams. You can see it on, uh, on our Instagram and our, our Facebook at RIZZ. Yeah, that's great. And so if you bought a theme ticket for that for that blues uh, for that blues game on the 24th, which is against the Sabres, uh, there'll be a spot. There should be instructions as to where you go pick it up. Somebody's asking, uh, I've never been to a theme night, though. I was wondering how to get the bobbleheads. Did they ship them or do I pick them up somewhere? Um, you pick them up. Yeah, in the past, they would have a, a like a little... I think they send out like an email, and I don't know if that's what they're going to do this time. I think last time they sent out an email, and then the uh, there's like a table where they gave it to you. 
Yeah, you show your theme ticket and they give it to you. Yeah, and there's a, there's usually like a little get together if if it's not for for photos or or something else, and then you know it might be there, but they'll get you the information. Nobody's trying to. Man, trying well, to keep well done. Yeah, one of the best uh, looks amazing. collectibles I've ever seen. Yeah, check out our socials and check out the webcam. Kudos to the uh, artist. Oh yeah, and they're from here in St. Louis, and there's a team prison member, right? That was in charge of the. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of oh, back and wow. forth as yeah. as far as color and the way it looks, and it was, man, nailed. And the dog, right? Yeah, the whole thing. I've never seen one that like accurately detailed. Uh-huh. I know the, the jeans are incredible. A lot they of went, care was taken to, to make out. that as accurate as possible. So, great tribute to Jeff. And That's he'd be he'd be super excited. He'd be so excited. Him. So excited. It's a sculpting thing, I believe. It's a sculptor. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. All right. Locally here, police are looking for the gun used to shoot a worker at the Cracker Barrel near the St. Charles Convention Center. This is just before 530 yesterday morning. Where is that? I'm. St. Charles Convention Center? Uh, that's like a one exit down or one, one road down from uh, 5th Street, I believe. It's that new hotel over there. And yeah, it's, it's right a, that whole new mm, development. It's on the south side of 70. So, like, if you're at Bass Pro, Bass Pro's on the north side, right right at 5th Street. You're a block further west and on the south side. Somebody said hold up the bobblehead to the camera. Isn't it on camera? It is on camera, but I'm holding it. All right, Justin, relax. There it is. There it is. See that? If you're watching the webcams, there it is. Yes, yeah, right to... It's a block or two from from Bass Pro. So what happened? Yeah, this is this is uh, this is wild because all right. So a 52 year old Cracker Barrel worker started his car to warm it up. Uh, the Cracker Barrel was closed. So this is yesterday at 5:30 in the morning. The worker, I guess, started the car while he took out the restaurant's trash. He yelled at three teenage boys. Uh, when one of them jumped into the car, one opened fire. Hitting the worker twice. I think he was shot in the butt and shot in the elbow. He'll be okay. Oh, my hey. goodness. The kids wound up not taking his car. They fled in a stolen gray Nissan. They wound up ditching the car after it blew a tire on eastbound 70 near 141 in Earth City. They then stole a work truck from the nearby Champ Landfill, crashed that into a ditch near Riverport, where they met three girls they had dropped off at a nearby hotel before the shooting. Cops had them all rounded up by 8.30 yesterday morning. The boys, 14, 15, and 16 years old. Oh, man. No way. I guess they needed a car to get to school. I'm just glad no one was killed in that. Uh, police said they tossed the gun somewhere. They don't, they don't know where the gun is. Uh, if anybody has any info, the St. Charles police would like to talk to you. Man. Yep. Uh, if you are... Invited to the local police station. You're probably not expecting a party, right? Hey, we'd like to invite you to the police station. Probably not. I Usually don't... for something not good. But sometimes they'll get you drunk. True story. Jefferson County Sheriff's Office put out a call this week for casual drinkers who'd be interested in having a couple adult beverages at the station. Even better, they're buying. And there's no real catch. And they're doing this to improve their deputies' field sobriety training. So after you're liquored up, they're going to ask you to do field sobriety exercises, then take a breathalyzer test to determine your level of intoxication. Then they'll give you a ride home. It's as simple as that. And they're not, they're not the first to do this. Um, 
These events are called wet labs. And police departments periodically do stuff like this to test their skills and fine-tune their DUI testing procedures. Naturally, this being the St. Louis area, uh, there were a lot of people interested. A lot. <laughs> well, I'd be good at that. <laughs> Me? So the sheriff's office put out an update saying, hey, we have all the volunteers we need. We're good. <laughs> Free booze. I'm an overachiever. I'll just show up and show them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I bought my own. I'm a, I'm a walk-on. They'll see. Well, I'll pull in there. And they'll know I've hammered. <laughs> oh, and they also clarified that the booze is not just cheap bottom-shelf stuff. And they, they are not using taxpayer funds to buy the alcohol. Here's our buddy. Uh, uh, Jefferson County spokesperson uh, Grant Bissell talking about the program. We are inviting people to come down and get drunk at the sheriff's office. They're training them on DWI to not only recognize the signs of somebody who's driving under the influence, but also uh, to do the field sobriety testing and so on and so forth. And the way this works is you have to have people literally sit down and drink. So they're going to drink for two hours awesome. and then they will go through the field sobriety test just as if they were pulled over uh, in a, a real world scenario. Now, yeah, Scott, I know great. you're not a big drinker, but uh, yeah, that's actually a great idea. Would that's you great. volunteer for th- something like this? Like, I we guess get they, you in there. If if we get you in there, <sighs> if my wife would let me. Oh, look at this! Oh, <laughs> let me ask my wife. You know how to set off Riz. <laughs> let me ask my wife. <laughs> Allison, can Scott get drunk with the police? Yeah. Did you see how fast he turned? <laughs> like, oh, look at oh, he said it. <laughs> I think that would. Uh, that you know, I'd love to help out, and that'd be a fun Is it night. Okay, if your yeah. schnooky gets uh, you're helping hammered society. with the cops. Uh-huh. You're helping seriously, like a better training, better officers, you know, better protection, like be- better everything. Scott, be a part, play your role. And I'm just excited to find out if I really do drive better drunk or not. Uh-huh. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, they'll let no. you know. Oh, oh, no, I thought no. they let you get in cars and drive no. around. Scott loves Fireball, by the way, so I have plenty of that on hand. <laughs> Yeah, if Mr. Bissell's listening, we'd like to volunteer Scott in tribute for your <laughs> for your dr- dr- drinking exercises. Yeah, I'm here to help, man. Uh, we- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I, I'm going to remember your reaction when he said that. Well, if, if my wife lets me, you went, oh, hey. <laughs> wow, dude. It's like somebody tickled you. Uh, we start off a new year with another uh, gigantic lottery jackpot. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot will be over $1 billion after nobody won Friday's drawing. It's the fourth time in four years that the Mega Millions top prize has gone over the billion-dollar level. Are you in on this thing? I, I'll, I'll stop by. <laughs> I'll stop by a gas station today and pick up a ticket. You're the one. You're the one that's always talking about, like, this is ridiculous. This is the ridiculous time to get into it. Now I'm going to get into it. If you're into the fantasy, why wouldn't you be in the fantasy for three hundred million or whatever the heck? Because I don't think about it until it's news. <laughs> I guess so. Until it gets up to to this level and it's on the news everywhere. Well, don't they do the uh, the work ones? Don't we get those emails each time? Yeah, well, no, and and they did, and and Danny, Danny Solomon, who kind of mm-hmm. spearheads that the the work pool. Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to share with anybody if I was. Oh, that's nice. It? What if what if you play the lotto over here by yourself, and then somebody wins it here in the group? You'd be Riz, I, did you jump in? I no, not this time, but I have in the past, um, and I and I regret it every time. Uh, but <laughs> I, I gotta say, I don't think you'd handle it very well <laughs> if you played on your own and some and the group won here. I don't know if I'd no, want to be around you for nobody. A few days. 
here who didn't play? I didn't say not play. I'm saying you saying I'm going to play, but I don't want to share. Let's say I didn't play and, uh, you know, a handful of other people didn't play. We'd all be pissed. Yes. And we would not handle it well. But if you played it on your own and we all knew <laughs> because you stated it on Because I don't want to share. <laughs> oh, man. If uh, if somebody wins, it's $1.1 billion. Uh, it would be the third largest payout in Mega Millions history. Dang. All right, fine. I'm gonna fine. I'm gonna jump I'm into the pool one, depression. the office pool one. Well, I just want to thank Danny for letting me uh, for accepting my IOU. <laughs> so I'll pay him if we win. That's a good deal. I'm just saying, if you're gonna play, you may as well play with the group. Be a team player, man. Increase everyone's chances. Yeah. You you're the reason we get to retire. You'd handle you'd handle a few hundred million. I would handle just it just fine. If I won a few hundred million and had to share it. I'm saying if you won three, what was it? One, it's 1.1 1. 1. 1 billion. Okay. If you won that with a group of 11 coworkers, I think you'd be fine. I mean, set up fine, yes. But I'd always be wondering, what if I had more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I believe that. If, and I if I didn't that. play and they won here, I would not be able to handle it. Which is probably the reason, if I'm fully honest with you guys, probably the reason that I've played in the past. Because I'm, I'm going to jump player. in. Danny, hold me a spot. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm jumping a, in. I'm not a gambler. I'm not, not a lotto player. But I don't think I would handle it very well. I wouldn't handle it at all very well. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's the guilt. That, he yeah. probably knows that that's what those emails are doing. Of course. I don't want to play the lotto. I just don't want to see you win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in that for, what is it, five bucks? Oh, four bucks. Yeah. Did you ask your wife if you could jump in? Yeah. Oh, he's got you forever. That's all right. <laughs> you were coming. She gave you four dollars before you left the house. Yeah. Put in your lunch bag. Oh. <laughs> I got a per diem. Uh, here's an annual top ten list you don't want your city to be on. Uh, Orkin just put out their 2023 list of the top <laughs> cities for bed bugs, and congratulations to the city of Chicago. Thirty in a row. Most bed bugs in America. Uh, Washington, D.C. was number one three years ago. Uh, each year, Orkin ranks the top 50 cities for bed bugs by looking at how many people had to use exterminators over the past 12 months. New York City second, Philly's third, uh, after being second last year. Then you got Cleveland, L.A., Detroit, Indianapolis, Baltimore, D.C., and Columbus, Ohio. St. Louis, number 25, right in the middle. Do you want to, you know anybody who's had bed bugs? Or maybe you yourself? No, I know uh, somebody who had it. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I know. I've known anybody. It's terrible. So is that when they put the big? Uh, they'll come in. They do the big tent over your house and. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Or is that one of those things that you can just get rid of the matches, or, the, or do they get oh, another? Oh yeah. Uh, I think they need to put chemicals down. Because getting other things, chairs and stuff. Yeah, they spread pretty easy. I don't know. I've never seen a house with a tent over. It's house lice. It's it's a, it's oh, lice yeah, they for don't a house. Do that here, huh? You talking about the, the stuff that didn't Breaking Bad when they like yeah, but they, it's put everywhere. The carnival tent over yeah. you. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, L.A. It's on every other block. You'll see a house with a tent on it. Oh, I've never seen that in person. I thought that huh. was just something I've, they did on TV. I've never seen it in here. person here either. That must be a southwestern thing. Is it? There's a, are there particular pests over there? No, no, they do. I I know they do it here because a buddy of mine used to work for a pest control and he had to help. And he said those were the worst jobs because it took so long to put that. You know, I don't know if I, you know, I use Amco Ranger, and I don't know if they offer that service. They probably got to ask Drew. You should hmm. ask. I, I mean, I've heard of fumigating. I've just never, yeah. I've never seen it with the well, tent. Well, uh, when we were selling our South City house a couple of years ago, we had a uh, 
a realtor come in, and uh, there were a couple times the realtors had come and gone. A realtor said, hey, you have fleas. You have fleas in your house. In the carpet? No, just around. How does one, how does one see? They saw the fleas like jumping on the windowsill. Fleas. So you had to have a fumigator. Oh, yeah. And no tent. No, they just threw, you know, a couple of those, you know, bombs in the house. Interesting. You know, when I was little, we went on a couple. I remember any time we went on a trip, uh, not any time, I guess, but there's a few times where they did the bombs right before you left for a trip. So the house was empty. Oh, yeah, and, so you yeah, clear the house. Yeah, a num- number of days. Yeah, I wonder what that tent thing is. It's got to be something specific, and I bet you if, if I had bed bugs, I'd probably want the tent. I don't know. The, the danger for me and, and what I will look out for is when I go to a hotel. Yep. That's why I worry. And, okay, so here's what they say. Here's, here's uh, bed bug tips. At home, inspect your home for signs of bed bugs. Regularly check the places where bed bugs hide during the day. Mattress tags uh, and seams uh, behind baseboards, headboards, electrical outlets, picture frames. Originally, when I remember when the bed bug craze was happening and all that, or not craze. <laughs> well, oh, when you bed know, bugs were so hot. <laughs> the infestation. The hottest thing to get. <laughs> no, it was, bed the, bugs. it was the infestation that was happening. I remember thinking that the bed bugs were more like flea size, but they're much bigger than I thought. Oh, I think you could see Ooh, them. You can see them, yeah. If it's like dark or something, you go in there and you lift up the mattress and you can see them scatter. They're like small roaches. Yeah, like 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 bigger than bigger than a deer tick. And smaller than a roach. They say uh, decrease clutter around the house to make it easier to spot bed bugs on your own or, you know, during professional inspections. Examine all secondhand furniture before bringing it into your house. Now, during travel, they say remember the acronym SLEEP to inspect for bed bugs. Survey, lift, elevate, examine, and place. Survey. Survey the hotel room for signs of an infestation. Be on the lookout for tiny ink-colored stains on mattress seams and soft furniture and behind headboards. Lift and look in bed bug hiding spots, the mattress, box spring, all the furniture, as well as behind baseboards, pictures, and even torn wallpaper. Look at these little bastards. Elevate luggage away from the bed and wall. The safest places are in the bathroom or on counters. Examine your luggage carefully while replace uh, while repacking. And once you return home from a trip, always store luggage away from the bed. And then place all dryer-safe clothing from your luggage in the dryer for at least 30 to 45 minutes at the highest setting after you get home. Okay, now that you've yeah. uh, now that you've said all that, without looking, what was the sleep acronym? Survey, uh-huh. lift, uh-huh. elevate, uh-huh. eat, evacuate. No, evacuate, elevate, oh, elevate. Excrete. I'm. I'm exterminate. Is it exterminate? I, you can't oh, look. Damn it. <laughs> Examine and place. All right, look at this. So, so this is. I think this is a quarter, <laughs> right? Or is that a dime? Okay, maybe they're a little smaller than I thought. That's still big. But they're they're still, like a yeah. little, like grains of rice. Yeah, deer tick. In the shape they're of, almost like a grains of rice. Yeah, in the shape of rice. What Gross. Frustrating creature. Hey, do you guys remember the last time you dialed 411 or uh, or zero? Oh, not since I've To asked. reach an operator to get directory assistance? Um, it had to be probably right before uh, uh, I had a smartphone in my hand. Yeah. If yes, how old are you? You got to be old. Starting sometime later this month, AT&T customers with digital landlines will no longer be able to dial 411 or 0. That's going away. 
That's not really surprising. Uh, two years ago, AT&T ended operator services for cell phones. Verizon, T-Mobile, and other major carriers still offer it, but for a fee. Operator services like 411 have been around for 100 years. Mm-hmm. So why are they ending now? Because you could look up the stuff on the internet. Whatever you need to access from an operator, you could look up on your own. Which totally makes sense, but there's, I mean, there has to be, albeit a small percentage, there has to be a percentage of households that have landlines, and that's what they're relying on. They're not internet folks, they're not computer folks. And you would think that they could get away with some sort of uh, search engine thing, like an automated system where somebody could still 411 and, and you you could, again, charge them a fee. It's an extra four bucks a month to have the 411 thing. But what I guess it's just not cost effective. Digital landline. So I wonder if there's a difference between that and... Don't they all have to be digital? I think they all have to be digital now. Yeah, I think they were all upgraded in some uh, way. Okay. So in 2021, there were fewer than 4,000 telephone operators down from a peak of 420,000. In the 70s. But there are still people who call the operator. In 2017, the FCC estimated that 71 million calls annually were placed to 411. That's a pretty That's a big sizable amount. amount. Uh, add a lawyer to the list of jobs threatened by AI because a robot lawyer is set to argue its first court case next month. All right. So the website DoNotPay.com has tools to help people fight parking tickets or, or get their bank to reverse things like overdraft fees. And now they say they've got an AI program that can listen in on court cases and come up with strategies in real time. Objection. And they're using it to help somebody fight a speeding ticket next month somewhere in the U.S., but they haven't revealed where because it's probably illegal. Uh, most courtrooms don't allow electronic devices that connect to the Internet. So they picked one that allows for Apple AirPods to be used as hearing aids. The person fighting the ticket will have AirPods in while the robot lawyer listens in through their cell phone and then tells them what to say. It's going to be so fun if it cuts out right. So it still has a human filter. The human gets to, the it's, human ba- it's gets basically to a tool. All right, so it's not your lawyer, it's a tool for the lawyer, which, okay. I, the defendant is going to be talking to the judge. The robot lawyer. Oh, the defendant will have the earpods in because it's just a speeding ticket. So it's going to be used at first to argue a speeding ticket. Right. But then if it's passed. You usually don't lawyer up when you get a speeding ticket. No, but let's say this is, let's say this is uh, legal and implemented. You're going to have lawyers with an earpiece in and they're going to have a computer system finding every single way that they can take advantage of the situation. Now that's a good thing. It's a good thing for innocent people and a bad thing for guilty people. I mean, I mean, a bad, uh, for, uh, for society. So the CEO of Do Not Pay says the judge will definitely not know what's going on. Like the judge is not going to know this guy's got the earpiece in with the with the robot lawyer. Right. They're also planning to use it uh, in another speeding ticket case soon that's happening over Zoom. Yeah, I guess the way they're going to get a the court system will have to knock this out is if you do have you know hearing impairment, you'll have to use like they'll have to have something available for you there. Like yeah, you system. can't bring your own. Yeah. Uh, after nearly 40 years, an old NASA satellite is going to fall from space this weekend. Uh, NASA says the chances of anybody getting hit by debris by debris are very low. Yeah, but there's a chance. Yeah, about <laughs> one. But you're saying there's a chance that I could go out Donnie Darko style? About one in uh, one in a nine thousand four hundred chance to, to of anybody getting hit. So one in a ninety four hundred chance. 
Uh, most of the 5,400-pound satellite will burn when it re-enters on Sunday evening. Uh, the, the Earth Radiation Budget Satellite will pass over Africa, Asia, the Middle East, and the westernmost areas of North and South America. They're expecting to burn somewhere over the, the city of Festus. So. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a real answer for real. But, they don't know. What, what do you mean they don't know? Like they don't know it's going to get maybe over the Pacific, maybe over the West Coast, maybe over the They try Northern to land hemisphere. those things in the water, but, you know, things happen. You got nothing, no, no more details. No, like, that's all like I said. Western it's United gonna burn States, up, it's so. gonna re-enter Sunday evening. That's what I know. Don't look up. Pass over Africa, Asia, Middle East, and the westernmost areas of North and South America. You still haven't seen that movie, have you? No. You need to. It's so worth it. It was so well done. It is frightening. It's very funny. It's it's but it's like, dude, the in the the, the it has a scene in there that was mo- one of the most like Intense scenes I have ever seen in my life. I'll get to it. It's on the list. You're scared. I get it. Yes, I'm scared. I'll ask uh, Scott's wife if I go watch it. <laughs> uh, a lot of things contribute to our life expectancy. You know, health, genetics, diet, exercise, and, you know, luck. You don't get hit by a satellite. But where you live could also play a role. And a new uh, NICE-RX study ranked all 50 states based on life expectancy. And Hawaii came in at number one. Hawaii's got the longest life expectancy of any state at 80.7 years. Wow. Which is wild because I I think if you look at the stats on Hawaii, it's not what you think. It's not going to be, you know, 50% super crazy rich people. I guess they're happier, live in paradise, and they live longer. And that's about four years higher than the national average, which dropped for the second year in a row in 2021 to 76.4 years, mostly due to COVID. On the flip side, what state came in dead last? So Hawaii, life expectancy, number one, 80.7 years. Who came in dead last? Life expectancy of 71.9 years, almost 10 years less than Hawaii. I have a good guess. Congratulations to? Mississippi. Mississippi. Man, and the only reason we think that is because it makes all these kind of lists. Yeah, every time. Generally, the regions with the highest life expectancy are on the east and west coast of the U.S. Uh, the lowest are in the south and Midwest. So it's Hawaii, Washington, Minnesota, California, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Oregon, Vermont, Utah, Connecticut. Highest life expectancies. Lowest: Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana, Alabama, Kentucky, <clears throat> Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and South Carolina. When it comes to life expectancy, we are number 39. 75.1 years. Illinois, 23rd, 76.8 years. And the difference between men and women has also widened. Now men in America have an average life expectancy of 73.5 years. Women can expect to live until 79.3 years. Uh, It's interesting you say that list. Did you have the whole list? You said Mississippi was number one. Yeah. Mississippi also tops the chart for... The uh, 10 states with the highest poverty rates. So highest poverty rates, Mississippi, 20.3 of the population lives b- below the poverty mm. line. And they have the lowest life, life expectancy. expectancy. Wow. Uh, and finally, uh, Wells Fargo has fired its vice president of operations in India after he allegedly peed on a 72-year-old woman while they were both flying on an Air India flight. How does that happen? <sighs> Got me there, man. The guy's name is uh, Shankar Misra. He worked for Wells Fargo at their Mumbai corporate office. This dude was hammered. 
will aboard a November 26th flight from New York to New Delhi. A lawyer said that he'd reached a financial settlement with the woman he peed on. He also arranged to have the woman's clothes and bag cleaned after it was stained with pee-pee. But the woman returned the money and filed the complaint with the airline. I guess he peed on her at the beginning of the flight. And he asked flight attendants and staff to, where the woman asked them to have the guy arrested and keep him away from her. During the flight, he apparently sobered up, apologized, and begged for her not to file a complaint. Uh, police in New Delhi are said to be looking for him. Whoops. Hmm. So there you go. Yikes. That is yep. your news. All right, up after the break, Here we we're going to play Match Up with Moon. Yeah. Here we go, Scott. So we need Team Riz. We need Team Moon. King Scott will ask us five questions each. Whoever gets the most questions right, our respective teammates on the phone will win their choice of prizes. Match Up with the Moon is next. You're listening to the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. We're going to play matchup with Moon here in a second. King Scott's going to be running the show today. You nervous? A little bit, uh, mainly because there's a lot of words here I can't pronounce. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, I thought you were asking me if I was nervous that he was doing it. No. Yeah, well, I am. Uh, no, I have all the confidence in the world, Scott. I love you. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I do appreciate you. Let me do this. This is gonna be a lot. Well, there's only three of us. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> and you predicted this in the fall. Do you remember that? That you'll be doing this whole thing. Yeah. Come 2023. Yes, I did predict this. That's so wild. Well, <laughs> and and the thing is, you know, people are so nice, and they're just hoping you fail so they can jump all over. So. <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty. Don't uh, worry. All right, here we go. And now it's time for match All right. So King Scott is gonna ask us five questions each. Whoever gets the most questions right, our respective teammates on the phone will win their choice of prizes. We've got tickets to go see our buddy Dan Cummins. Two shows at the pageant, January 28th. I think I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the late show. Okay. okay. Make sure you're at the early one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something similar. You beat me. Uh, we got tickets to go see Highly Suspect with Dead Poet Society, March 2nd over the pageant. And we got tickets to go see the great Big Head Todd the Monsters. Playing the pageant next Friday, January 20th. So I am the uh, the champion. Yes, you are. Champion of 2022. And as the champion, I will receive the questions first. That means Moon will be put in isolation. All right. Today's matchup with Moon, by the way, brought to you by T.R. Hughes. Want $25,000 off a move-in ready home? Visit trhughes.com. Thank you, Moon. You're welcome, man. Right, let's go get our teammates, uh, Shane and Freeberg. Good morning, Shane. Morning, Riz. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. All right, you want Team Riz or Team Moon? I got to go Team Riz. Team Riz. All right, buddy. Hang on one second. All right, Brandon, you are Team Moon. Sweet. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, all righty. All right, Scott. All righty. It's your time to shine. All right. Moon is going to put himself in isolation. Mm -hmm. He's got Woo, the music. baby. And what are you listening to? Are you listening to yourself? <laughs> what are you listening to? What's that? What are you listening to? Uh, I, I'm listening to uh, Gorilla Radio, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Hopefully it pumps me up, baby. Yeah. That's Come out. Get his right. brain working there. And Scott, match up with the moon, round one, 
2023. Here we go. All right. Question one. What is a portrait a picture of? What is a portrait a picture of? Yes. What is a portrait a picture of? Yes. A person? These are not trick questions, are they? No. Okay. Uh, What is the postal abbreviation of Montana? Oh. MT. Sweat is excreted from which part of the dog's body? Uh, Their paws. What is the correct title for the first Lord of the Rings movie in the Peter Jackson trilogy? The full title. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And what organ is primarily responsible for storing vitamin A? (sighs) Vitamin A. Vitamin A would be the... What organ? Uh, Vitamin A. tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker. What year did the first movie in the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings trilogy debut? 04. All right. All right. Okay. Round one for me and the books. Okay. Excellent work. Mooners. Good to go. Good to go. You're up. You're up. Man, what a song. That is a great song. Now, you are the keeper of the music. I'm going to put the headphones on. I am the keeper of the music. And you know what? I was going to give you some, because uh, I got the uh, Goldfinger uh, uh, playlist up here, because, uh, you know, just going through everything for the weekend. I was going to give you some Goldfinger. But you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Uh, you're going to get the uh, the beautiful stylings of uh, soil work. This song is called As We Speak. Oh, you pick stuff I great. like. Great. This is good. You should like it. Ah, I love this. It's your fault if you don't. Alrighty, Moon. King Scott. Question number one. What is a portrait a picture of? A portrait is a picture of a person. Okay. And what is the postal abbreviation of Montana? Hmm. Uh, It's not MN. It's not MO. It should just be M. (laughs) But it's not. Uh, I'm going to say, well, shoot. Um, Michigan, Montana, Montana, M-M-T. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I'll say M-T. M-T? Okay. And question three, sweat is excreted from which part of the dog's body? The dog doesn't sweat. Is this a trick question? Are we doing it? Are we, are we doing... I guess I, I guess you're you're looking for tongue, so or nose. Perhaps it's the nose. Oh man, I guess I'll say. No, see that's not sweat though, because that's that's just the air. I guess I'll say the mouth. It's, you know. Okay, and what is the correct title for the first Lord of the Rings movie in the Peter Jackson trilogy? The full title. That is, the Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship. No, maybe it's not the. The Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. See, you can have a landscape. And what organ is primarily responsible for storing vitamin A? Vitamin A? 
Uh, oh boy, storing it. Mmm, that's not the kidney, that's a filter. It's not the li- is it the liver? Pan- pancreas? Pancreas is something about sugar. Mmm, I'll say the liver. Okay. And your tiebreaker. What year did the first movie in the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings trilogy debut? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Fellowship of the Ring came out, let's say 2000. <sighs> is It's either 01 or 02. I'm going to say 01. All righty. Man. Hey, hey, well done, dude. Thank you. Well done. You're good. Hey, come on. Good. Come come on out, Riz. <laughs> come on out. Well, you can shut the music off. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry about that. Hey, great not job. Terrible. Great job, right? Yes. Oh, right, I told you. It. Dude, soil work is, is wonderful. Um, Not terrible. I uh, thought it was great. I don't know because I don't know if I've won yet. <laughs> <laughs> if he wins, if you I did win, a great, great job, job, dude. Yeah, thank you. If I lose... <laughs> All right. <laughs> if I lose, no bueno. I'm fighting okay. for Brandon here, right? Yeah. Come on, yeah. Brandon. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Let's get the answers. I'm playing for Shane. Moon playing for Brandon. Here we go. All right. Answers. The first question. What is a portrait a picture of? Riz, you said person. Moon said person. You're both correct. Yeah, baby. I that was a trick question. He's right doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Did I you thought think that was a trick question? I thought a different one was a trick question. And if you start throwing that crap in here, as long as I get it right, I'll be fine with you. But <laughs> no again. trick questions. No, I don't do trick questions. Sneaky, but no, no, no trick no questions. Right. Okay. Nobody likes those. All right, here's the second question. What is the postal abbreviation of Montana? And Riz, you said MT. Moon, you said it should be M, but you ended up with MT, and you're both correct. Whew. All right, so far, so good, Scott. Yeah. Em- empty space. <laughs> and uh, the third question, sweat is excreted from which part of the dog's body? Riz, you said pause. Moon, you said mouth. Riz is correct as pause. Yes! Oh, see, no, that's... that's- this is buffoonery. Yes. This is buffoonery. <laughs> buffoonery. Is that true? Let me googie. Googie all you want. Oh, come on, man. Are you going to question every single thing he does? Well, so Why far, not? <laughs> so far, it's only been one You've of three things. you never heard that? That's the art of this. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I have okay. never of heard that. Of course I'm right. I, I gave the answer. Don't, of course <laughs> I'm right already. Don't, don't come out here like that. <laughs> all righty. That does make sense. The pause. Damn, I thought it was a trick question and it just threw me. <laughs> Number four, what is the correct title of the first Lord of the Rings movie in the Peter Jackson trilogy? Which, by the way, it's the same in the uh, the original lineup there. But anyways, uh, Riz, you said the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Moon said the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I think, uh, would we have given that to, to him? Is I that... think I said Fellowship. I thought you said The Fellowship. I think, uh, damn it, Scott. You said The Fellowship. He said did, Fellowship. Did I say The Fellowship? <sighs> yeah, I got it written... What's the answer? Fellowship? It is the Fellowship of the Ring. and uh, So I said the, then I'm yeah. correct then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're arguing for me. You are arguing for me. But would you give that to Moon? He said Fellowship. He just didn't say I the. said Fellowship of the Ring. No, it's wrong. It's the Fellowship. And I, I honestly don't remember if I said the You or... did. I said the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. You going to give it to me or not? No, it's not correct. <sighs> wow. Okay. Um, last question don't matter. Last question. Here we go. Does it matter? What organ is primarily responsible for storing vitamin A? It doesn't matter since one of the contestants is the judge. <laughs> That's true. Well, mathematically, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter because you you canceled my last one out. Go ahead. It's not the real title. <laughs> what, what, what? Come on. Riz said liver and moon. You went with liver and you're both correct. It's liver. Tell you what, Great man. job, Scott. Tell you what. All right. Wouldn't so- it? 
Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah, that's fine. It's fun to argue. But with you okay, so let's uh, let me talk to uh, you. Win, and for some for some reason you're you're heated more than I am. <laughs> let me talk to Shane for a second. Shane, we got it, baby. Yeah, man, you really did hey, it. Good job, Riz. All right, hang on one second. Damn dog paws. Okay, so if we do one of these these <laughs> what is the title questions? Yeah, it's got to be exact. Okay, um, I'm fine with that. It's got to be because that'll that'll cost you more times this year than it will. Yeah, because if you we do have this, no idea that's the truth. Mm, I have a good feeling. Like the mumbles the or future. any of those. Like any time we do music things, if you say Fellowship of the Ring and it's the Fellowship, we get it wrong. It's got to be so. the. Okay. Yeah, if it's the Fellowship of the Ring, it's the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, because Not if you because if you would just Google Fellowship of the Ring, you will never something find something totally different. Yeah. Comes never. Out. Yeah. Some kind of knockoff. That's right. <laughs> Tolkien book. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Show. well, all right. Starting off like I left off. Oh, man. A total jack nope. ass. <laughs> uh, Abby, good morning. Good morning. All right. Team Riz, Team Moon. Let's go, Team Riz. Yeah, I'm feeling it, Abby. Hang on one second. Uh, Dylan, you are Team Moon, okay? All right. Let's go, Moon. Right. Yeah, baby. Nobody wants that. Woo! <laughs> okay, let me put myself in isolation. Uh, what song am I to get? This well, time? you know, Rage Against the Machine didn't do me any favors, so I'll give you some rage this time. Take the power back. Okay, good song. Okay, hit it. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Is it playing? Yep. Well, he can hear me. All right, Moon. Clearly. What Belgian book series spawned a long-running cartoon about blue people who were only three apples tall? The Smurfs. And second question, are worker bees female or male? Uh, I would presume those are male, if they have to be something. All right, third question, what is the part of the brain that connects to the spinal cord? Oh. Um, man, is that the cerebrum, cerebellum, uh, the something oblongata? Thank you, Andre. I'll have the veal piccata. Uh, man, is it the cerebrum? Cerebrum. Cerebellum. Cere- it's, it's, is it a C word? Can you just give me that? <laughs> man, I guess I'll go with uh, cerebellum. All righty. And the fourth question. Who received their first Oscar nomination for playing Roman Emperor Commodus in the 2000 Oscar-winning Epic Gladiator? What'd you say? Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Also known as Leaf Phoenix. Both would be acceptable. Now, fifth question. What is the hottest planet in the solar system? The hottest planet in the solar system? Mm, man, that's a good one. I don't know. Uh, is it Jupiter because of the mass? Is it Mercury because of its pro- proximity to the sun? Is it Venus? Is it Mars because of the lack of atmosphere? You know what? I don't have a freaking clue here, so I will just say, um, I'll say Venus. Alrighty, and the tiebreaker. What is the temperature of Uranus? (laughs) It depends on the day. (laughs) Are we talking summer here? (laughs) The temperature, you're looking for like an average temperature of this stupid planet? Oh, man. I don't have a clue. We'll say, uh, we'll say, um, uh, negative 300 Celsius. No, negative 200 Celsius. All righty. We're good, Riz. Good. Oh, brother. He's, he's bringing it, dude. He is bringing it. Dude, put on that first rage record when you get home. God. So good. He's, he's, he's bringing it here, uh. 
Rizzuto. All right, Moon. Let's see. <laughs> let's see how you do here, Scott Rizzuto. All right, Hang on, I'm let me, playing let me, for Abby. Let me give uh, myself some. Dylan. Uh, oh yeah, Deftones around the fur. All right, good song. Ooh. Let's uh, do this. Okay. All righty. Here we go. Riz, what Belgian book series spawned a long-running cartoon about blue people who were only three apples tall? Smurfs. All right. Are worker bees female or male? Male. What is the part of the brain that connects the spinal cord? Sorry, what is the part of the brain that connects to the spinal cord? Uh, what part of the brain? Yeah. Connects to the spinal cord. Man. Uh, the medulla oblongata. Just throwing it out there because it's funny. And maybe true. I don't know. Alrighty. And who received their first Oscar nomination for playing Roman Emperor Commodus in the 2000 Oscar winning epic Gladiator? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. What is the hottest planet in the solar system? Mercury. Alright. And what is the temperature of Uranus? <laughs> average temperature of Uranus? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Celsius or Fahrenheit? Either one I can translate it. Okay. Uh, negative 200 Celsius. Okay. Okay. All right, motors. One's one is killing me. That was quick, dude. That was quick. Well, I just rocketed through them. Man. Yeah, man. It was the That's last what time. Happens when you have a big brain. <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time? Uh, when's the last time you listened to that record? Uh, pretty recently, actually. Oh man, which one was that? So good. Deftones around the fur. Oh yeah, gosh. Wowie. That's great. Wowie. It's on my uh, favorites as far as like, my liked songs. Yeah. On my Spotify, so that'll come up every. So how do you feel? You did. Even did okay. You... Did all right. Okay. All right, Scott, here we go with the answers. All righty. The first one. What Belgian book series spawned a long-running cartoon about blue people who were only three apples tall? Uh, you both said the Smurfs, and you're both correct. All right. Boths. Boths. All right. Um, All are, right. Are worker bees female or male? You both said male, and you're both wrong. It's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, it's fine. <laughs> for, for real, though? Dang it. Yeah. Uh, what is the part of the brain that connects to the spinal cord? Uh, Moon, you said cerebellum. Riz, you said the medulla oblongata, and uh, you are correct, Moon. It's the cerebellum. Okay, Moon's right. up one. All right. So then, uh, who received their first Oscar nomination for playing Roman Emperor Commodus in the 2000 Oscar-winning epic Gladiator? You both said Joaquin Phoenix, and you're both correct. Man, Moon I even added in Leaf Phoenix. Yeah, which yeah. was he he was uh, credited. There's no as extra credit. So in, he got uh, a point zero zero for the no extra parenthood. I gave him an extra point zero zero. No extra credit for uh, By the way, if if you do a little research, I, I actually was reading up on the real Commodus, son of Marcus Aurelius. He was far worse in real life than he actually was even in that movie. Oh, really? As yeah, bad he as that a guy. Great dude, he is one he, he single handedly like destroyed the majority of the work of Marcus Aurelius. All right, so he's up Yikes. one, is two questions left? Yep. Uh, yeah, question this is the final question. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and then we got the uh, the tiebreaker. We're not going to need it. So what is the hottest planet no in the solar system? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is one of those, I don't know. I was like, is it Venus? It's one of those trick, like, oh, Venus is red. I thought Hot. Venus was green or blue. Oh, red is Mars. Mars is red. <laughs> oh, man. What did right, you say? Scott. All righty. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, the hottest planet in the solar system. Moon, you said Venus. 
Riz, you said Mercury. Oh, And no. the answer is Venus. Oh, yeah, baby. Damn it. Oh, by two. Oh, how's that feel? Buried. And, but I do want you guys to. I beat you by three the first ones. But you beat me by two the first time. Well, I got three right. Well, fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know there'd be math on this quiz. <laughs> well, congratulations to uh, to Dylan. I'm yeah! Gonna, I'm not going to talk to you. Woo! Do you guys want to know you, sure. the, the temperature yes. of Uranus? I do. All righty. Uh, you both said 200 Celsius? Oh, negative wh- 200 Celsius? You said negative 200 Celsius? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. And he said it. <laughs> you said those those three things? And the uh, and, and what'd you say? Negative two hundred Celsius of all the numbers. Uh, are you serious? Are you? Are you, <laughs> you said it? No, that's what I said. That's what you said. Yeah. And it is negative. Uh, it's in Fahrenheit, is what I have it as. But uh, I did the translation, and so it come out to negative three hundred ninety-two is what you guys would have said. And the correct answer is three negative three hundred and fifty-three. So not oh bad. My God, oh, you guys are geniuses. <laughs> Did you, so do you lip read? How, he knows a how lot did about, you do he knows, that? He knows everything about Uranus. Yeah, oh, I believe that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the way, the first thing I said was, it depends on the season. Yeah, it depends on the good. day or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah, Moon went through, there's a few of these where his, the brain one, he went through cerebellum, like, every, I mean, uh, cerebral, everything, and then ends on that. One yeah, to one, baby. Way, I, did not, with I did not say the Fellowship of the Ring, just so you know. I, I knew I didn't say the. <gasps> so you got that wrong, too. It doesn't matter. I would have won anyway. It doesn't matter, but it does matter because you were bragging about how many you yeah, won by. It doesn't matter. It was either. like a half a point. It doesn't matter either. Don't wow. Listen, don't listen to me. Wow. Pseudo show. What a horrible showing by you. In fact. All right, so we go, uh, we go. All right, so we tied one to one. Yep. You can't even win very well. battle this year. Uh, Scott gets a B minus for the first. Uh, I thought that was excellent. Thank you. That's a B plus. That's a B minus. Well, because I said B's, so I should have said something with A's. Are there oh, any we'll male Let's do it again next week, okay? okay. We'll, do, we'll try next Tuesday. Same questions. Same questions. <laughs> Uh, King Scott about your matchup with Moon. Oh, that's you doing the questions, hosting it. What that yeah. great. You are a slow talker, though. Like, you have a slow cadence sometimes. Yeah. I can speed that up. Yeah, maybe speed up a little bit. I can speed up. Yeah, that's maybe a little, that's a little overcorrection, but... Oh. Yeah, I'll get there. But that's the way Scott talks. Right? He is a slow... You slow, deliberate in your... Mm-hmm. Delivery on things. I am from St. Louis, the Midwest. You know, sometimes when uh, you know when I'm going 75, you're going about 45. <laughs> In the wrong lane? Because I mean, there's I a lane for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going the other way. Yeah, is, yeah. It's fun direction. Yeah, I, hey, listen. <laughs> and you know, maybe this, there's going to be a way to let you know that you are slowing up the process. Oh, no. So we had our buddy John Hewlett, maybe, yeah, two things? Uh, yeah, he sent us a couple options. Yeah, he sent a couple options. <laughs> Anytime King Scott slows the show down, on, he's going to hear this. Two things? Let me take this down. Let's see. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. Yeah. <laughs> we also have this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your patience during this rain delay. Yeah. So anytime you slow the show down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your patience during this rain delay. Yeah. That's for oh, Scott. That is great. Yeah. I kind of like the first one better. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. Yeah. 
<laughs> that voice should do that at the Cardinals games. That's yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's that good. Hey, I put that one in. All right, it's in. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That's for Scott. <laughs> All right. Dang it. So Hope, hopefully we don't hear it too much. No, you'll never hear it. Uh, I thought this was pretty clever. There is a uh, an LA based musician. He's gone viral for taking songs from heavy metal bands and tweaking them to sound like romantic and appropriate wedding songs. <laughs> And tweaking them to make them sound like romantic wedding songs. Yeah, listen to this. I thought this was this okay. was pretty damn good. See what you see if you can figure out what song this is. That's your normal wedding. Yeah. Here's another one. I don't know what song this is. I know the band. I just can't figure out the song. I know the band, but not the song. That's, That's cool. Awesome. That's very cool. I've always wanted corn on the piano. Yeah, I've always wanted to walk down an aisle and then, you know, yeah. corn's going. If that, I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but then maybe that's the perfect mash. All right, back in the day, January 10th, 74 years ago today, 1949, RCA introduces 45 RPM vinyl records, which made the 7-inch disc the new standard for records. 67 years ago, uh, 1956, Elvis records Heartbreak Hotel, which later becomes his first million seller. 52 years ago, 1971, Masterpiece Theater premieres on PBS. Alistair Cook was the original host. Until I never knew that he had a theater. And it was a masterpiece. Oh, no, I, I, I thought you said Masterpiece Theater. Oh, no, Masterpiece. Oh, I masterpiece. see. Okay, I apologize. Theater. Similar. Uh, 40 years ago today, in 1983, Fraggle Rock premieres on mm. HBO. Does it get better than that? Fraggle Rock was the best. It still is the best. I never was really into it. I I loved it so much that I tried to force it on my kids. And no no dice? Uh, not really. I think Some my, of the stuff doesn't translate. Like, I tried to have my son watch Beavis and Butthead. He didn't like it. Nah, okay. But that's, I mean, that's, mm, that's, that's more of a pop culture thing. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to know where it sits or sit with it. Whereas Fraggle Rock was just like great kid stuff. And mm. I, I think my older daughters now, like, because they'll mention Fraggle Rock knowing I'm a big fan. And I think they appreciate it more now. But at the time, I was like, don't you guys love this? Yeah, and you're upset they didn't like it. I, 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 I was. What do you mean upset. I like this? I was hurt. <laughs> what do you mean? It's it amazing. It's my childhood. <laughs> Where's your class? Uh, uh, 31 years ago, 1992, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle hits theaters. Great movie. Still never seen. Is that, that's not Marky Mark, is that's it? That's a Rebecca De Mornay. Who's the feller? Oh, I don't know the guy. I thought it was a famous guy, wasn't it? But it was. Remember, she becomes obsessed with the woman's husband. I never saw it all the um, way. That's a good one. The Cuban fella. Uh, 
It was somebody like... No, not him. It's Montagna, maybe? Joe Montagna? Joe Montagna, no. He was playing football at that time. <laughs> uh, 29 years ago, 1994, Lorena Bobbitt went on trial in Manassas, Virginia. She had cut off her husband's penis with a kitchen knife Man. while he slept and then tossed it out of her speeding car. Police found it. Doctors reattached it. She claimed John Wayne Bobbitt raped her. She also claimed, uh, claimed John Wayne Bobbitt is a selfish lover, telling police he always have orgasm and he doesn't wait for me ever to have orgasm. Rebecca DeMornay and Matt McCoy. Uh, you'd recognize Matt McCoy. Um, He's in a ton of things, like this movie. Yeah, like this one. Uh, this is this is Matt McCoy here. Oh golly. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I thought the that guy. Was a good movie. It's in my mind, the guy had a beard and everything. This is. Yeah, I'm I, thinking of the wrong. I film, bet you I were thinking of a different movie that yeah. came out shortly afterwards. It was kind of on that because that mm. movie did so well. And the Rock's Cradle. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was a Referenced smash. a lot. Uh, 24 years ago, 1999, The Sopranos premieres on HBO. Every person with a vowel at the end of their last name in the New York metro area tried out for that movie. Uh, not movie, that that show, <laughs> including myself. Uh, 23 years ago, in the year 2000, Melissa Etheridge reveals to Rolling Stone magazine that David Crosby fathered by artificial insemination the children birthed by her partner, Julie Seifer. 17 years ago in 2006, the High School Musical soundtrack was released. And seven years ago today in 2016, sadly, David Bowie dies at home after secretly battling cancer for 18 months. He was 69. And that's what happened back in the day. That movie came out around, uh, like, Sleeping with the Enemy, Fatal Attraction, Single White Female, Uh, uh, Sliver. Remember, it was like every movie that you saw advertised that was doing well was that kind of... That type of movie. Dark vibe. Okay. I need crap on celebrities. And now, crap on celebrities. It's time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. Crap on celebrities brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best, flush the rest, brighthousecode.com, 636-600-0188. The town of Montecito, California is under an uh, evac order, an evacuation order due to massive rain and flooding. Residents include Harry and Megan. Oprah, Rob Lowe, Adam Levine, Gwyneth Paltrow, George Lucas, Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, uh, Portia de Rossi live there as well. And Ellen posted this video. I don't know if you want to play the audio. You can't really hear too much because there's what usually is a dry creek bed is a completely raging river right now. That's a little bit. I mean, it's wild. But, but, I mean, there's a raging river behind her house. Yeah, and I guess she said this is the five-year anniversary from the fires. I Mm -hmm. guess those aren't very far from there. Yeah, the Montecito fires were a big thing. Oh, that's the same area? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I'm sure. Get the hells out of California. (laughs) Or That's what Mother Nature's telling you. Yeah, or be nicer to Mother Nature. Get the hells out of California. Uh, Does this count as irony? Uh, Paul McCartney was almost hit by a car. In the crosswalk from the Abbey Road album cover. Yes, this actually happened. Paul was recreating the famous walk for his daughter, Mary. I have been there, by the way, and I've done that photo, and the locals hate it. They hate it. Well, they hate they expect? you. It's one of the most iconic crossings I get in the it. world. And they know what they're signing up for, yeah, but at the you same move time. there, that's what you're going to deal with. I can attest, and so can Paul McCartney, that people don't stop for you. Uh, they, they were making a documentary about Abbey Road Studios called If These Walls Could Sing. And uh, Paul McCartney's daughter says, quote, It was so funny. As we were leaving the studio, I said, I'll film you crossing the street. And he went over, and a car totally did not stop for him. 
almost killed Paul McCartney. God, to be that driver and go, oh my God, I almost ran over. Is that Paul? That's a lookalike. At at the crosswalk? I guarantee you, they they said, oh, look at that. Another lookalike doing the Abbey Road thing. Yeah. It's crazy. What a hack. (laughs) So people that get upset? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and if you ask a, a, a cab driver or whoever to, to drop you off there, they will say, hey, man, we do this all the time. And I'm telling you, people don't like this. They're so just getting Unless out. you lived there before the album came out with the with the famous Abbey Road cover, you, have, you can't complain. It's like moving next to Wrigley Field. Because Wrigley Field in Chicago is like in a, in, a, in a neighborhood, right? Yeah. Like there are houses around. It's like. And you move in there, you go. I can't stand it on game days. It's so much, so much noise, and I can't find parking. <laughs> Wait, you, you move there. I've, you know, you know what you're getting into. I'm with you. I know what you're saying. I do. I did feel a little bit in the way and guilty when I was doing it, but I was like, we have to do a photo. Of here. course, you yeah. have to. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne is quote deeply nervous about returning to reality TV since doing the Osbournes was bad for his family. It, it aired on MTV from 2002 to 2005, huge hit. In case you missed it, Ozzy has a new BBC show uh, coming out called Home to Roost that'll document his and Sharon's move from LA back to England. In an interview, he said, "quote I don't know how the Kardashians have done it for so long. It sent us crazy at the end. I'm not sorry I did it, but after three or four years, I said, do you know what?" We're going to lose somebody because it's getting too crazy. Well, I watched that that documentary. It was like the dark side of, you know, the dark side of something. And that was an episode was about the Osbournes, the original TV show. And by the time it was all over, everybody was addicted to something. Kelly Osbourne was on drugs. Jack Osbourne was an alcoholic. Ozzy was back off the wagon. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Ozzy himself finished that up by saying the kids paid for it. They all ended up doing drugs. I was messed up and Sharon got cancer. Yeah. Pretty brutal, but they're doing it again. Oh, well, not oh, not with the full family, but him and Sharon. Uh, Brian Cranston lost his virginity in a pretty interesting and a not necessarily romantic way. He was 16, and she was an Austrian prostitute. An Austrian prostitute. On the podcast. That's Conan, another thing we have in common. On Conan's podcast, Brian said that he was 16 and traveling with a bunch of friends, and they ended up at a brothel. Quote, I sat down in the foyer, and then a woman came up to me. I went, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Is this happening? This is happening. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And we go into this room. There's a single bed. There's a sink, and there's a trash can. That's it. Oh boy! So how Man. was it? Mm. I was so nervous that I didn't really feel anything. I was just my brain was on fire. It was a traumatic and great, exhilarating, memorable experience. Man, it was a seminal moment in a person's life when they lose their virginity. Wow! Wild. Did oh. You can see the whole interview. We'll put we'll put it up on the blog. I just picture her using that trash can. She walks in, takes a big chunk of chew yeah. out of her mouth, throws it in there. <laughs> All right, boy, get on Austria. the bed. That's how they do it in Austria. Yeah. Uh, Anna Sorkin, uh, uh, Sorokin, do you guys know who I'm talking about? Better known as Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey, yeah. Uh, is, is developing a reality TV project. She is the one Julia Garner portrayed in Inventing Anna. Everybody saw it? I saw it, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yep. Her lawyer said the project will focus on her art and design with the hope that she can break away from her public persona as a con artist. Anna has also discussed wanting to do a clothing line and a fragrance. He said, quote, she is really a lot more than the worst thing that she's alleged to have ever done. She's a great client. She's very pleasant and funny, and people think that they know her because they're thinking about the Julia character. Anna is currently on house arrest in East Village in New York. Her lawyer is working on getting her conviction for defrauding and deceiving friends and businesses uh, out of more than $200,000 overturned so she can stay here in the U.S. We'll see you what said you saw there. Inventing Anna? Yeah. What you think? It was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, very interesting uh, story. Very interesting story. And I'm sure, listen, uh, artistic liberties were taken with the. Yeah, it's a. Netflix. Well, it's from her camp, right? Like I the, don't think so. 
Uh, she wasn't but, really painted well. The Netflix show? Yeah. I don't think that was her. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. from, okay. I don't no, know. it was from The Reporter. It was The Reporter yeah. wrote a book, and that's what that was based on. Man. Okay. Prince Harry's new memoir, Spare, is currently number one on the UK Amazon bestseller charts and was among the biggest pre-order titles ahead of its official release uh, today. Spare was always expected to be a big release. Still, with recent publicity around the book from leaks and interview teasers in advance, pre-orders are enormous. We're talking enormous, growing with a massive, massive press coverage. Uh, the uh, Royal Book has consistently been on Amazon book bestsellers list since its publication date was announced last year. So this thing is crushing. It's held number one spot in the U.S. and Britain uh, the entire weekend. Barnes & Noble currently occupies number one slot overall bestseller charts. This thing is an absolute I hope it's smash. worth it for that guy. We shall see. Made a lot of money, but uh, well, lost his family. Nobody's seen Megan yet, right? The Meghan movie? Markle? Meghan? No, oh, Megan. Megan. No. The, 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 oh, the, the, the doll. Yeah. That came out. That no. broke all these records? No. Well, it could be even more vicious. The film's screenwriter, uh, Akela Cooper, or Akela Cooper, told the LA Times about a potential unrated cut that might still be released. Cooper said there should be an unrated version at some point. I heard it's on the books, but yes, it's even gorier. Her body count in the script was much higher than in the movie. Well, the movie's PG-13, it right? It is PG-13. So they're, they're looking at basically doing a PG-13 smash and then going, hey, let's make an R-rated version. Might as well. Make some more money. Yeah. We will see. Jennifer, well, remember Deadpool? Deadpool was rated R, and then they put out a PG-13 version. They Afterwards? did? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was the, the was it Deadpool 2. One of them was a hard R. And then they re-released it and re-cut it to a PG-13. Did you see the PG-13 version? Yeah. It's not as dirty. Is it pretty? Is right, it funnier? But, or? Yeah. but yeah. was it worth it as a parent to show a 13-year-old still? I mean, uh, how do you... a parent like me, yes. Because the, the funny thing about that, all you got to do is get rid of the cursing and the violence is so cartoony, it's fine. Uh, Don, you leave in. Don, yeah, it was Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just like a special. No, thing. that That's was re-cut. Awesome. Oh, weird. Uh, you guys know Don Cheadle. Love Don yeah, Cheadle. Uh, yes. Uh, he did not have much decision-making time when it came to whether to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, usually you hear about tryouts or somebody calling saying you're interested in a role. You probably have a couple, two, three days, weeks, months to mull it over. In a video looking back at his career, uh, Cheadle just did this whole thing in GQ. He's 58. He revealed that when the superhero franchise first offered him the role as War Machine, a.k.a. James Rhodey Rhodes, in 2010's Iron Man 2, he was at his child's birthday party. The studio gave him two hours to decide whether to sign on for the multi-year commitment. He said, I was at my kid's laser tag birthday party. They called me and said, this is what's happening, and we're going to give you the offer. If you don't say yes, then we're going to the next person. This is going to happen very fast. They, he, so they said, why don't you take an hour and decide if you want to do it? It was a six-movie deal, and he had an hour to decide. They're like, it's going to be these Avengers. It's going to be uh, these many Iron Mans. This is what it is. So you kind of have to say yes or no uh, Yes or no, if you're in or you're out. Cheadle continued, noting that the studio rep said that they don't know any of that when he asked about the character's storyline. So no storyline, no details, probably six films. You got an hour. Call us back. Wow. Isn't that wild? Uh, well, Terrence Howard yeah. right, was originally... That character. Terrence Oops. Howard was in the first one, yeah. Terrence Howard was originally that character, and something happened. That was where, a bad fallout, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, something happened, and then they offered it to Don Cheadle, which, well, all right, you got two hours to figure out the next six years of your life. Pretty, uh, pretty I, crazy. I wonder if he just answered, like, yes, I'll wait an hour to tell you yes. 
Uh, former adult film star Ron Jeremy reportedly will not stand trial for his 30 counts of sexual assault at its, uh, as it's believed he is suffering from dementia. Medical teams from both the defense and the prosecutors examine Jeremy and say he is not faking his, quote, severe dementia. He'll likely be de- declared incompetent to stand trial on January 17th and be sent to a state-run hospital. The DA wants to keep the case open in case Jeremy's condition were to improve, but... Yeah, so they can't prosecute somebody can't who prosecute doesn't know what he's being prosecuted no. for. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? And they'll lock him up for the rest of his life anyway, so he'll be in a hospital. It's not like he's going to run. Jeremy's going to get out. He's, he's done. Uh, after uh, years of hashtag six seasons and a movie seeming more like a myth and less like a prophecy, we finally have confirmation that there will be, in fact, a community movie in the works. Neither of you guys have seen the show. I saw a couple episodes. Yeah, we saw, we saw a couple seasons. We really liked it. Uh, now it seems like they're actually going to film it. Joel McHale was on Kimmel and said, we are, quote, we are, we're making the community movie in June. So the uh, the only real, de- real details that he divulged was he said, I can say King jo- uh, Ken Jong is going to be in it. Community aired from 09 to 15, starred Jillian uh, Ga- uh, Jacobs, Allison Brie, Danny uh, uh, Pudi, Jim Rash, Donald Glover, and... They're saying everybody. Well, Chevy Chase is they're, they're saying everybody's probably going to be back except for Chevy Chase. That that did not end well. That ship is sound. The offspring have shared a video of themselves in the recording studio, captioning it with "In 2023, we'll spend a lot more time right here." That means the band's working on a follow-up to 2021's "Let the Bad Times Roll" and will also appear at the Innings Festival in Arizona next month. Radiohead drummer, this is the news you've been waiting for. Come on, give it to me. Radiohead drummer Phil Selway says his band will get together in 2023. The band's last studio album, A Moonshaped Pool, dropped in 2016, and Riz has been waiting for something new. This is probably their most since. important record yet. Selway oh, told sure. uh, told Spin Magazine, we're going to get together at the start of the year, and I'm sure we're going to start looking at the other ideas for what comes next. Hail to the Thief? It's a long time since that record, isn't it? Uh, it's been 20 years since Hail to the Thief. I'm pretty released. sure that uh, world peace could be achieved once Radiohead puts out a new record. It'd be wonderful. All wars will stop and cease, and oh. we'll all join hands and sing... The first single. Well, speaking of wars ending, former Journey uh, vocalist Steve Perry has dropped his lawsuit against his band over the trademarking of 20 tunes. Guitarist Neil Schoen revealed he got a letter in the mail from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office saying Perry canceled the petition without plans to ever relaunch his claims. That's one less legal battle that Schoen has to worry about. He's still fighting with the keyboard player Jonathan Cain over a band credit card. Uh, Both members of Journey are accusing each other and their wives of living large on the band's dime. (laughs) The band uh, starts touring in two weeks. (laughs) Original key Keyboardist Greg Rowley uh, will be on the tour, but Sean didn't explain what that means for Kane. Uh, sometimes it takes forever to film a TV or a movie scene uh, because the actors can't keep a straight face. I found some really fun examples of uh, of when uh, famous the actors break famous scenes. Yeah, can you guess of any that I mean were just so funny and in. I mean, I'm sure a thousand episodes of Seinfeld. Seinfeld hits number one. Jerry is interrogated by a library cop over an unrelated oh, book. Oh, Bookman. Uh, yeah, an unreturned book. Jerry can't stop laughing because he found the concept so ridiculous. So that one was one that took a long time to film. Uh, any other ones? Oh, God. I mean, I... There's two famous ones from Friends. Think of, like, the most famous... The pivot? Pivot. Pivot is number six. Pivot. Nice. Ross, Rachel, and Chandler are trying to get a massive couch around the corner of a stairway, and Ross keeps yelling, Pivot! Pivot. <laughs> I know that's it. I never watch Friends, really, but I know that's it. We started watching it. My, my wife is a huge fan, uh, fan, and I get it now. It is. It really is great. Uh, a lot of it doesn't live 
so well right now, but Uh-oh. it's still good. Uh, Friends also hits number seven. Ross plays the bagpipes, and Phoebe, try, Phoebe tries to sing along. Uh, this is 40. There was one. There's a couple in Parks and Recreation. I have some audio from a Stranger Things one. Uh, right. This is uh, Hopper lying about um, there being something wrong with Mike's grandma just because he wants him to get away, and uh, apparently they just they had to Cracked film this up. thing 30 times. Your mom called. She needs you home right away. Is everything okay? No, I don't think so. It's your grandma. What? It's your grandma. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Such a crazy okay. season. Ready? Okay. You got this. It's your grandma. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's your grandma. <laughs> There's something about those blooper reels that's so great. We have oh, a whole list yeah. and a whole bunch of examples up on the blog for you. It's, it's just fun to watch people in a serious situation not be able to handle it. All right, celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Chris Smith is 44. He's Daddy Mac, a.k.a. the sole survivor of Crisscross. Oh, yeah. Crisscross will make you... So what's the Daddy Mac up to now? He uh, is into art and spends his day painting. Uh, Brent Smith from Shinedown is 45. Jermaine Clement, he is Oliver Bird on Legion. He's the giant crab that sings Shiny in <laughs> Moana. He's half of the comedy duo Flight of the Concords. Uh, Jermaine Clement is 49. Brad Roberts, lead singer and guitarist of Crash Test Dummies, is 59. Mm. Evan Handler. <laughs> Evan Handler. This is David Duchovny's best friend, Charlie on Californication. He was Charlotte's husband, Harry, on Sex and the City. And Hurley's imaginary friend Dave on Lost. Oh, yeah. Bald guy. Evan Handler is 62. Sean Colvin. Remember her big song, Sunny Came Home? She is 67. Uh, Pat Benatar is 70. George Foreman is 74. Donald Fagan from Steely Dan is 75. And Rod Stewart is 78. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Casey Williams. And today's birthday girl has been in 173 fun films, including Americans Most Wanted, Ass Backwards, Bedtime for Byron, The Best of Dr. Butts, She Was in Breast Wishes 9, Debbie Does Wall Street, Edward Penis Hands 2 and 3, <laughs> in a movie called Spreadsheets, Warm to the Touch, and who could forget her role in 2019's Shave the 90s. Casey Williams is 53 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays. And that was your crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with some of your emails. There's plenty of them. This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You're listening to my favorite white guy. It's the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz, you bitch. Uh-huh. It's nice. <laughs> got you there. Uh, we got your emails here. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. I'll start with this. Uh, you can also send us feedback through the Point Mobile app. Just uh, click on that feedback feature. We got your, your messages right here in the studio. Uh, this is from Jamie. Uh, how does one out of town buy a bobblehead of Jeff Burton? and or the other Blues Game giveaways. Well, Riz Night of the Blues Game is on the 24th. It's the Blues and Sabres. And uh, we got our hands on one of these Jeff Burton bobbleheads, which uh, which you'll get if you bought the theme ticket for that night. Uh, you can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. That, I'm sorry, Jamie. People have been asking since we uh, uh, talked about it. 
at first. Like, hey, how how can I get this? Sure, surely there'll be some left over. I, no. I, I, yeah. I don't think so. All the bobbleheads, I believe, are sold out. Uh, unless they do another run, and I don't, I, I can't guarantee anything. But if you're watching the webcams and you see our socials, we put a, we put a picture up there. It's gorgeous. It really is beautiful. Cool. I'll post another one that's even even closer, just so you can see the detail in it. It is, it is worth, uh, the awe. Yes, it's amazing. Uh, you guys are talking about the topic uh, for tipping delivery drivers. Moon said something about driving around being angry at certain houses. And he says, I used to be a delivery driver for a food chain that rhymes with Spanera uh, <laughs> bread. <laughs> he says, I never expected anything more than 15% most times. If it was at least 10%, I was okay. Honestly, as long as they tipped even a little bit, whatever they could, I was okay. Can't expect everyone to tip 20% on everything. However, when I was younger... I was also dumber and equally irritable. The no-tippers were the worst. So I kept a list on my phone of people who never tipped. Ah, wow. That's a little Billy Madison-y. Mm-hmm. And whenever they would order, I would do little things with the order. Nothing illegal or unsanitary. Oh, I don't want to oh, hear this. Man. Just annoying things like, oops, forgot utensils. Um, or, oops, the cookie broke in the car ride. Oh, I'm sorry. What? I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I can't hear this, man. I I'm surprised that they're saying this stuff. Well, I mean, it's a little thing. Again, no food was screwed with. You just said the cookie broke. Yeah, they broke. I mean, it's in the package. But this important. The cookies are the most important part to me. It says the most sociopathic thing he did was break the straw at both ends while still in the wrapper. Think about it. You go to bang your straw against the counter to break it through the wrapper just for it to bend and have a slight break that annoys you when you try to drink out of it. <laughs> I thought you meant he put two holes in it. That'd be oh, funny, man. too. So that, that was Gage. That was Gage. Hey, listen, he's saying that, and you said it yesterday, too, that if you don't tip a delivery driver, it will be noted. Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> I mean, if if, yeah, if they're delivering long enough they're, and they're out and about five years later, they're going to go, oh, yeah, there's that house. I hate those people. This is from another pizza delivery driver. Uh, hey, Ray Show, I delivered pizzas uh, during my college days. I think Moon is correct in that you tip the driver per trip, not based on the amount of the order. Unless it's absurd. I, I just had never thought of it as like, oh, four pizzas, I should be tipping more than two pizzas. It's Though, to be honest, trip. larger orders, I'd expect a larger tip based on the fact that it takes me longer to handle a large order versus a smaller one. And the faster I could deliver somebody's order, the more deliveries I could do, more money. And there have been many times that I, by myself, will make the order, box it, and deliver it. Stores usually like to cross uh, to cross train, so service is faster. And yes, 100%, we note which houses do not tip. But we also note which do tip well, so drivers love it when we have to go to a particular house. And that's from Ciara. She says, love you guys so much and have my support through everything. Uh, John here writes, I wasn't sure how I felt about songs fading out at the end. I made the comment yesterday that songs should never fade out at the end. And I'm Just telling you, end. it's an art. It's an art. Go back and listen to some of those. They're the best. They put you, They even keep you in that good mood. He said, then I got to listening to some of my favorites from the 80s and realized I do miss that. I told you. It's, <laughs> Not it's, all songs. It's a lost art. But it does have its place when a, song's, when a song fades out. I love this After guy. all, who wants to burn out? I'd rather fade away. Ah, yeah, I like that. Uh, Diamond Dave writes in, Riz, 100% agree that songs should not fade out. You're listening to the wrong songs then. Hmm. No songs fade in, so 
Are you telling me that you're not great enough to find a way to end a song? Oh, the, okay. It's disgraceful. You just you just called Van Halen not creative. You just called Huey Lewis not creative. Ouch. Like, come on, man. Because Simon on. and Garfunkel have a few. Strange argument there. Now, I did say ACDC never fades out. But Diamond Dave says, I'm pretty sure Back in Black fades out. And he is absolutely correct. Ooh, the ACDC song. The, the one, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went Boy, back and listened. I go, yeah, damn it, he's right. Check your references. Diamond Dave. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so we're determining the fade out. Is- it's great. <laughs> he fades out in it. I didn't even catch that at, at, at first. Fade out's great. It has its place. In fact, I miss it. I listen to fewer songs these days because they lost the art. Of the fade out. Okay. <laughs> Bring it back. He'll start listening I again. will start listening to more new music. You start doing it right. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, finally got around to watching the Woodstock 9 to 9 documentary on Netflix, and holy moly, is it good. Have you all seen it? Uh, which, uh, what was the this? The Woodstock 9 to 9 oh. documentary on, on Netflix. Where the crazy stuff happened. Is it like three episodes? Yeah. I think I saw yeah. almost all of it. Oh, dude, you got to watch that, man. I, oh, you of all people. Well, well, see, I, I don't like music docs. Why? It's history. Yeah. It's more than just a music doc. I've it's, lived it's... my own music doc. I've lived my own history. I, you know what? Maybe I'll tell you this. Um, Spinal Tap was one of my favorite movies of all time. It really was. Like, we watched the crud out of that thing, 90s, early 2000s. And then all of a sudden, right around the interesting part of a bell curve of my uh, music career, about 2000, I don't know, eight or nine, things were on the, the, the downslope at, at the point, at that point. We were on the bus and we watched the, we watched Spinal Tap and I realized that an hour had gone by and I hadn't laughed. And I realized it was actually hitting a little too close to home. Yeah, but that's home. a mockumentary. <laughs> I know, which makes it far That's a worse. Documentary. That's like saying, "Oh, well, I'm living my own history, so I don't need to. I need. I don't need to. No, what to I'm, go back to? What, no, no, no. You're missing history. the point. Though. Well, what I'm saying is, it damaged me enough where music docs. A, I'm picking it apart as far as like the presentation of it as a production. It's a record. They're putting out a music doc as a record to keep your interest mm-hmm. and this and that. But the other parts, like some of it, is just. Um, it hits too close to home, or I wish something had been done differently, or I'm, uh, I'm just like, it doesn't do good for this me. This is you it's know hard what? to explain, but it's not good for my heart, and it's not good it, for it my mind. It was mind. this documentary is is so good because it's a piece of history from that time, and I watched in that an one. industry that we are in still. Yeah, totally. I watched that one. That was different for me. But when like bands put out documentaries, I'm zero interested. Uh, Molly writes, "Did Riz Riz go?" I said I, I said I want, yeah. She says, if anybody's on the fence about watching it run, watch it. She got goosebumps a couple different times. You started the first fire, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. That's That was me. I overturned the first porta potty Just go, go look, watch very closely. In she that says, I would love to hear any stories of things that happened while you were there. I mean, if you watch a documentary, that's what happened. <laughs> the wildest part was, since we were, my, my radio station was broadcasting from... This is an old old Air Force base up in upstate New York. And uh, by the time the Chili Peppers had taken the stage, they were the last act of the night. We were all done with our work, and all the on-air personalities uh, from our radio station went out to the field to watch the final act. And I had been watching pretty much on and off all weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the final act is on the Chili Peppers, flees naked. Completely naked. Whoa. This is last day, right? Last day. This was the last day. This was not the corn bush day. No, that was the first day. Okay, because no, I, I saw that. The second day. I remember seeing that and how like amazing Gavin Rage was. was the first night. I think corn bush was the second night. I, I forget which. But Chili Peppers were the final act. 
Okay. They'd given out candles to everybody to do some stupid oh, tribute. Man. Oh, everybody man. was so out of control by that Pe- point. Peace be with you. People were using the candles to light stuff on fire. So we're standing in the middle of the field. We're towards the back of the crowd. I mean, there's 200,000 people there. Start looking around and go, man, there's a little fire over there. And there's a little fire over there. And a little fire over there. And that little fire is now getting to be a bigger fire. Oh, no. And I see some of the tents being, people on top of the tents jumping up and down, like the big tents oh, that were, oh. that were uh, the commissary tents that were serving food and, and like all the merch. Carnival size almost. Carnival yeah. size tents. People are jumping up and down. I go, man, those are not going to last. I go, I think that truck is on fire. I go, I think we should get out of here. <laughs> we, we have a truck. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a station vehicle in the middle of the field. Abandoned, abandoned ship. Abandoned ship. <laughs> Leave it. Abandoned ship. The next morning, that thing was crispy. Somebody oh, throws really? a cinder block oh. through the window and, and let the thing on fire. Wow, oh. dude. That's on the documentary, by the way. You could see it. You can see your van. You could see the station van. Did you park that crispy. particular? Yes, van? I did. <gasps> no way. What a cool piece of history. Yeah, that is incredible. You know He's calling the boss, going, "Hey, <laughs> the van is not coming back." Nor is my lunch. Which, what's funny about that is we borrowed that from another radio station because it was shaped, it was a truck shaped like a boombox. Oh, man. And, you just <laughs> and the boombox was on like a scissor lift and lifted up and we hung the radio station banner off this scissor lift. It was giant. It was like 20 foot high. Wasn't even your van. Wasn't even ours. Well, that makes it easy. Yeah. So as we're, I go, hey, let's get the hell out of here. So as we're running back to where we got to go, we stayed in the, in the barracks. On the base. People were trying to rip the backstage passes off our necks. Like people were grabbing for your, you know, your, your lanyard off. Yeah, yeah. And people were trying to grab and rip them off. You know, stick them inside our shirts to run back. And by the time we got to where we had to go, the National Guard had started assembling. National Guarding. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's... Uh... And they were whisked off to the barracks and didn't know what was going on on the field, and if you watch the documentary, it was all utter chaos. Did they finish their set? Yeah. While the fires were going. In but- fact, they were pulled off the stage and were told, hey, can you calm down the crowd? And instead they played Jimi Hendrix Fire. Oh, that's right. See, I didn't. I, I, I must not have finished the documentary, but I did see the whole day about Korn and, and, uh, and Bush and whoever came out. After them, like that was a whole interesting day. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good documentary. It is a good documentary. I just remember walking out the next day onto the field after everything was cleared out, and we were assessing what. Hey, let me go get the van. <laughs> <laughs> and everything was smoldering. It was. So where did you stay? We stayed in the barracks. Oh, so you actually lived there. We for stayed the on base. We okay. stayed at the Air Force base. In and the were, did people have access to you, like in the barracks? Are we talking about like green tents? Or are we talking about? Hang, in a building. Okay. We were in buildings. So you're in a building, and this is all people with passes for some reason. Yeah, whoever working, worked, the working crew. Yeah, vendors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you, are you, are you, did you feel safe at that point? I mean, obviously you were probably too young and stupid to f- fear, like you maybe should have, but like. I, I don't remember feeling. Looking, looking back, do you think you were in any danger? No. Okay. Because by the time we got back there, we saw the National Guard was there, so they were starting to move people out. Okay. Like, they were starting to take control of the situation. But the so, next morning was crazy. Everything was smoldering. Nobody there. 200,000 people gone. It's just the vendors, you know, coming out of the underground, uh, you know, yeah, to see what the monster the did. Wow, yeah. dude. It's like a horror film. 
Uh, Joe writes, hey, guys, I know you frequently uh, do these uh, Would You Rather debates. I have one for you. Would you rather live in the nicest house in the crappiest neighborhood or the crappiest house in the nicest neighborhood? Crappiest house in the nicest neighborhood. That's where I am. That's where I'm living. I can always do something to the house. Can't do nothing to the neighborhood. Safety is my number one concern. I've lived in crappy neighborhoods. I've lived in nice neighborhoods. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's I like actually, the nicer ones better. Isn't, don't they say the, it's the worst thing to have the best house in in, in the neighborhood? The worst thing yeah. to have the best house in the worst neighborhood? No, it's just no, the, no, it's just just the worst thing to have the best house in the neighborhood. Because you'll never get your full value. Like, your value is only... I'm not worried about value. I'm worried about safety. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, always you slice it, I think. it's. I've lived in a building uh, and on the first floor with bars on the window. It's not... You have bars on your window? How Not many, How many floors up were you? The first floor. Oh, you lived on the first floor? Yeah, I lived on the first floor. Oh, I thought you meant like, you know, like the stores Oh, no, below. oh, no, first floor. Like where you could access my bedroom from the street. I have two in St. Louis, but this is in New York. This is in New York City. It's a little different. It's, oh, man. I mean, just this much. That I was young and fearless. Now <sighs> I got the fear. <laughs> and uh, finally, in your emails, uh, good morning, fellas. My wife and I were just listening to Monday's podcast about your pregnancy realizations. My wife is silly enough to think you guys would give a shout out to Team Riz member Andrew and his wife on their pregnancy. Don't, don't worry. I told her you don't do shout outs. Nope. And it would be absurd to even ask. We don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. I would never nope. say congratulations, Andrew and wife, on your pregnancy. Yeah, me neither. Andrew and wife on the pregnancy. Even the thought of us doing that is ridiculous. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. It's stupid. Thank you for your emails. Quick break. We'll come back. King Scott has your headline going up. Full sports for you. Hey, this is TJ Miller from the Emoji Movie, the star of the Emoji Movie, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz! So if you missed any of our news segment earlier, uh, King Scott's going to catch you up. Hey, what's going on in the news today? today? And King Scott has your headline goo. Scientists have finally figured out what made Roman concrete so durable and long-lasting, and you're never going to believe the secret ingredient. Flex Seal. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Prince, Prince, Harry, Prince Harry says a trip to the North Pole left him with a frozen penis. But remember, that was 2011 when frosted tips were in style. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Harry says he lost his virginity in the field. Even worse, afterwards, the woman said, I can't believe I just smashed Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond is on the verge of bankruptcy, which is another way of saying the Halloween Superstore is on the verge of expanding. The world's first robot lawyer will defend a man against a speeding ticket next month, and a robot is so realistic, it's already started overcharging the client. Nirvana will receive the 2023 Lifetime Grammy Award, so congratulations to Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, and uh, um, the uh, the other guy. The tall one. Yeah, 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 the tall-looking fella. Uh, Kim Jong-un is said to be drinking a lot, but based on his most recent pics, he's uh, not drinking nearly as much as his barber. Rapper Young Thug went on trial yesterday, and this, of course, is a huge disappointment to his father, Old Thug. And finally, Gladiator 2 is into works. The actor replacing Russell Crowe has huge shoes to fill. And if you've seen Russell lately, even bigger pants. Yeah, may the goo be with you. Yep. I didn't know they were doing a Gladiator 2. I keep seeing the, yeah. the rumblings, and I kind of don't want to know until it's... Well, like, the first one is such a good movie. I just watched mm-hmm. it again last week. And it is... That's such a good-ass movie. It really is. Joaquin Phoenix is... I mean, every bit of acting is good. The lines... The music. Uh, yeah, it's all well done, man. Did you ever go to the movies with your parents as a kid? Were, were your parents ever Forrest movie? Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Once. 
Apparently, my father was like a movie theater guy uh, before kids, and then after that, he's like, nah. But he's, he's <laughs> too he's expensive. Like, Whenever no, it was fun, it was. it was super fun. So I'm not going to take you because I loved it. It's so fun, but not for you kids. Uh, it wasn't about that. I mean, he was like, a, I mean, he's still a movie guy. He's just an absolute like, um, what do you call him? Uh, cinephile. Cinephile. Yeah, he just loves movies. But loves, his stuff loves. that he could watch on his on his recliner. Recliner mm-hmm. and VCR, man. That's that's his. Still uh, rocking the VCR, huh? Guaranteed. See, I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure, but I, I mean, I could I could find out. The, he he would he would still be going to theater if he hadn't moved into a place that had wood paneling in the. Yeah, the it's still so down it's like, there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta stay next to this yeah. thing. This is nice. <laughs> like, look at this. Yeah, I like he's, it. he's a huge fan, but I do remember, and I don't know why, but I was in the theater for Forrest Gump with my parents. So why did they decide to see that movie? You know, I don't know. And and I don't know if it's one of those things where like they had a friend or something that said you gotta see this and here's movie passes. See it in the theater. I, I don't I don't I'll have to ask them what the heck were we doing? Why? Together? Why that movie? I remember my parents taking me to a couple movies. I remember going to drive-ins. I remember going to see E.T. That's drive-in. cool. At a drive, I said drive-through, drive-in movie theater. Drive-in, yeah. Uh, so Forrest Gump came out in 94, so I was 13, 13 or 14 years old, whatever, in in the theater with, with my parents. It was bizarre. I bet your mom won tickets on the point or something. <laughs> Possibly. I saw um, Doc Holliday. Wait. Is that it? Michael J. Fox? Fox? Yes. I saw Doc Holliday and Hot Shots, the original one, in a drive-in, the Route 66 drive-in there on Watson, which is now a schnooks. Well, we, my mom took, because we lived right by a theater, so we went over there for the uh, afternoon, you know, it was like super cheap to go. The matinee? So we went to, yeah, the matinee. So we went to a ton of movies as a kid, and Doc Holliday, that was so funny. We were in there, and all of a sudden that scene comes up where she gets out of the lake. And my mom's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going oh, on? No. Was it a double feature for you? That that same uh-uh. double it was feature? Just a oh, dude, this yeah. was the greatest. Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. And Hot Shots. Yeah, your parents are funny. I mean, I, and it and wasn't I'm, with my parents. That one wasn't with my parents. Man. And Moon told me a story about his mother. Wow, my mother day. rules, man. And, uh, she's a very nice lady. And we, yes, we know your mom. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was talking about how my mother in law is. I, she's frugal. It's not. It's not. A, I wouldn't call her a cheapskate. Listen, she came from communist Russia, where you don't waste. So my my mother in law still like washes out Ziploc bags. Uh, she will reuse paper towels. Like if a paper towel is not destroyed, she will rinse it off and just hang it to reuse like paper that. towels. It's 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 frugal because that's what they had to do. Makes sense. And no waste. So that still continues on to this day. What your mother did. <laughs> what your mother did. Oh, no. Man, we're, we're at a gray area here as you far think as so? ethical. You think so? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. We're, we're at an ethical gray area. <laughs> you got you to gotta know the details. All right, go ahead. So, so tell her, tell St. Louis what your mother did. Okay, so my mother, if, if you know Mama Moon, she has a uh, habit. She's uh, she's going to be 80 years old this year. Are you and, kidding me? No, dude, 80. And so she... Um, she used to walk in Crestwood Plaza just to, like, I mean, for like a decade or so. Just for laughs. She's a mall walker. Yeah, yeah. she's a mall mm-hmm. walker. And they got rid of Crestwood Plaza. So what's she going to do? She's going to find the next best thing. It's Target, it's Kohl's, it's whatever. And uh, and she does laps at Kohl's or, or finds herself doing those kind of laps at these places, right? So much, in fact, that she knows the staff, she knows you know, she right. knows everybody, and she goes up there usually with no money on her. No, no money. There's no reason because she's not buying anything. She's, she's just, walking. She's lapping. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, she found herself in a situation. This was uh, maybe a day or two before my brother's birthday. My brother just celebrated his 40th birthday recently. 
And uh, she found herself, I guess, in the card aisle. And she sent us a text and said, um, hey, you know, I've, I've, I saw this lovely card uh, that just made me think of you boys. It was a birthday card for, uh, for, for Clark. And, uh, but I didn't have any money on me, so I took a picture to, to send to you. <laughs> so she didn't buy it. She took a picture of the card <laughs> she took a picture and of sent it. it. She took a picture of the whole it's thing. just as good as sending it. That and, is brilliant. And, and, and she goes, and, and she, I don't know if she even said something like, uh, you know, I mean, and she is frugal. Listen, my parents are super minimalist, two retired teachers, you know, like my dad's been retired. He knows how many hours he's been retired. Um, so they're like super simple. There's nothing on the walls. They've never had uh, like, you know, a wall that wasn't just white. Uh, very minimalist people. Not cheapskates per se, but they're not purchasers, if you will. They're Listen, not. If the word gets consumers. out that this is all you have to do is just take a picture of the card, Hallmark is going to go out of business. Well, the funny thing is, she was laughing when she talked about it because I think she was realizing how silly it was, and she goes, "I just saved eight dollars." Or, or yeah. I was like, "Ma, you did see it's an ethical gray area, but damn, <laughs> right. that's cheap." But she did see yeah, it is super cheap, but at the same time, yeah, you got to understand it. She's like, she's like, I was walking, I was just reading it, you know, and I had no money. Now. Will she have even gotten the card? That's what or? I'm saying. Is 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 was there? What's the possibility of if she had money? Would she, she would have done the same this? thing? Yeah. Now, if she had money, she would have done the same thing. Maybe so, but I do. She does send us letters. She send us sends us notes and thank you cards and all that. They are like male people. You know what I mean? Yes. So I do believe that she probably would have. She would have read. Well, but I have the picture of it right here. I mean, she sent it as if you know. Let me see. Can you? Yeah, you can. You can read the sentiment. She just thought. Son, it, was, it all went so fast. The stages. The school year. This, I'm sorry, son, it all went by so fast. The stages, the school years, the ups, the downs, each with his own highlight reel. On your birthday, I like to rewind it all and play it back, feeling so thankful to be part of your life, then, now, and always. It's not even a picture, great card. Picture of the card. <laughs> there you go. This will do. I mean, it's a great card, Mom. It's yeah, a nice love, card. It's a good card. It's, Thank a, you. it's a lovely one. Ethical gray area. Yeah, that was for, that was for my... <laughs> it's hope cheap. I get a, See, this, card this like is the thing. She'll she'll do that and be cheap for my brother's stuff, but for me, I'm sure she'd buy the card. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, here's sports. The Rizzuto Show, sports. <laughs> All right, so the Georgia Bulldogs showed their, yeah, I mean, dominance is not even the word. They kicked TCU's ass last <laughs> night in the college football playoff national championship game. It was 65 to 7. Georgia over TCU, 65 to 7. The Bulldogs are the first back-to-back -back national champions in the college football playoff area uh, era. The last back-to-back -back champs was Alabama in the BCS days of 2021. I'm sorry, 2011-2012. Uh, quarterback uh, for Georgia, Stetson Bennett, was amazing, accounting for six touchdowns, four throwing, and two rushing. So congratulations, Georgia. You kick TCU's ass. Just a little bit. Uh, Black Monday is the day after the NFL regular season when some coaches get handed a pink slip. This year, the firings began Sunday night. Uh, for the second offseason in a row, the Houston Texans are looking for someone to replace a one-and-done head coach. Houston said goodbye to Lovey Smith on Sunday night after a 3-13-1 season that gave them the worst record in the AFC. The Texans will head into the offseason with the number two overall pick in the 2023 draft. They were slated to pick number one until the team pulled off a shocking last-minute win against the Colts on Sunday. So they would have had the number one pick, but they won on Sunday, so then they get number two. Whoops. On Monday, uh, yesterday, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, fired Cliff Kingsbury. He was the coach for four seasons in Arizona. 
His Cardinals finished in last place in the NFC West with a 4-13 record. The Cardinals had the number three pick in the draft. Black Monday wasn't as eventful as most. A couple coaches were fired midseason, including uh, Frank Reich in Indianapolis, uh, Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, and Matt Rule in Carolina. Yesterday, DeMar Hamlin was discharged from UC Medical Center in Cincinnati and transferred to Buffalo. Amazing news, only a week after suffering a cardiac arrest on the field, he tweeted, headed home to Buffalo today with a lot of love in my heart. His doctor said he'd been up and walking and showing his usual sense of humor before being released from the hospital. He'll now go to Buffalo uh, to undergo further testing. They wanted DeMar's condition to improve to fair or good before traveling, and he met those criteria Monday morning. The doctor said he started walking on Friday, which was also when his breathing tube was taken out, and they say his recovery was was like a normal to accelerated path Good. and he did not suffer a spinal injury Man. that's great news. that is wonderful uh in soccer news uh soccer legend zinedine zidane mm-hmm. who is probably most famous at least i would know <laughs> right, him right. from headbutting somebody during the world cup final <laughs> that's right red card in uh, in overtime in uh, a world uh, cup final against right? italy yeah in a world cup final they, they could have used him in the pks so, um, so word is, and, and you sent me the story, and I kind of looked everywhere for it. So it's it's really a not not a story because it's a story for me and any U.S. soccer fan. So they offered him, allegedly, yeah. nothing is set in stone, nothing on the record. They allegedly offered this guy the chance to manage the U.S. men's national team, but he said no. He said no because he wants to. If he's gonna managed team it's going to be the french team yeah so so what i read was that zidane was offered the u.s men's national head coach t- uh, uh, gig before burhalter before our last guy he said no but he also said no to brazil he said no to like you know anybody everybody is going to ask him and he said no to everybody because he doesn't want to coach anybody but france but they just renewed the, the french coach's deal so he's been out of work since 21 uh what 21 maybe maybe 20 i forget but i mean this guy is absolute legend football legend a french legend coaching legend everything we would do anything for the guy and burhalter if i remember correctly his contract was up at the end of december so technically we don't have somebody under contract right now so maybe it's just one of those times where you go hey i know you said no to us a couple two three years but back, maybe but why don't you think about it now since think- since you're not going to be the french head coach here in the next you year know, it's so funny i did read up on you know that famous headbutt there's anything is a, a non headbutt in the finals of the world cup and it was the, the Italian player said something about his sister or his mother. About his mother. And, and that Italian player, uh, great player and everything, but, like, not out of the realm of reality. He, he came a, out and said, I was over the line. He's just a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. He said, I was over the line. I deserve to be headbutted. Uh, congrats to former Mizzou wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. Uh, he's been voted into the College Football Hall of Fame. That's huge. Macklin, right. a uh, Kirkwood High School graduate. Oh, Kirkwood grad. Played two seasons for Mizzou. He set the NCAA freshman record for all-purpose yards in 07. He was a major part of the Tigers' offense in 07 when the team went 12-2 and and won the Cotton Bowl. Uh, he was an All-American in each of his two seasons before leaving for the NFL draft. He played for the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Uh, he just finished his second year as the head coach at Kirkwood. And don't forget the Blues. Tonight, home against Calgary. Game starts at 7. That is your sports. Pseudo show traffic and weather. Man, we're, we're just getting lit up here because we kept saying Doc Hol- uh, We kept saying Doc Holiday. What is it? It's Doc Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, Doc, Doc Hollywood. Oh. Doc Holiday. Yeah. Oh, done. That's the character. Yeah. Okay. Doc right. Hollywood. I'm sorry, Michael J. Good and all of Twitter, Riz World. That's bad. They'll get over it. That.
It's a 936. <laughs> appreciate it being yes, corrected, though. Yes, it, yes. it did make us look like idiots. It's the Rizzuto Show. All right, that is it for us. Donnie Fandango is next. Thank you all for tuning in. Tomorrow, professional goalie Mike McKenna joins us. Professional goalie. Professional goalie, goalie Mike McKenna. Uh, also, we'll talk to Chris Kerber. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a uh, win tonight for the Blues. We'll give away some more prizes. More fun to be had on the Big Wednesday Riz Show. Blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Moon, what do we got? Oh, we got a lot. We got crap on celebrities, Riz news, uh, sports, everything we covered on the show today, you're going to want to check it out on the blog. For another reason that you're going to want to check out the blog is uh, we, we actually posted a picture of us holding the new Jeff Burton and Wheezy bobblehead. Uh, that is uh, going to be given to the theme ticket holders of the Riz Show Night that, yes, is sold out. But we have a picture up on our socials at R-I-Z-Z Show. We have a close-up picture so you can really see the detail because we've been talking about this Oh, thing. it's exquisite. Um, and I don't just throw that word around. You know that. <laughs> you can true. see the detailed photo <laughs> of it uh, up on the blog. It's right there under the title for the blog today and the podcast. And the title is Sorry for the Rain Delay. Uh, which, by the way, I just got to say thanks to Brian for uh, my, my buddy Brian for that idea, and a huge thank you to John Hewlett of Casey and the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> for putting together. Uh, well, it's just something that yeah, I think you're really play it enjoy. Again. Brian, you have it on your phone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Computer and God. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. That's whenever King Scott talks. <laughs> Every time. I appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, I got a feeling you're going to get a lot of use out of that. Hey, if you need a confidence boost, you know where to find yeah, it. Yeah, right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. <laughs> okay, yeah, check it out. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. All right, fellas, anything else? No. All right. I think that's it. Don't forget to drop us a line. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. All right, we leave you with a selection from our teamers. Remember the day, which is brought to you by Hot Shots, the proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Fairview Heights, Ryan Cornell is our The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.